Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade of Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With free regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Tenpence Arcade Podcast is now a proud member of the Throwback Network. Hello and welcome to Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Molland, a.k.a. Burtvik. Oh, really? Mine is Chucky Egg. And I'm Alex Crowley. You are indeed. <laughs> and I'm coming up stronger than a powered-up Pac-Man. Really? What pills have you been having, Vic? Well, power pills, Silly obviously. Silly ones. One's in the corner of the room, obviously. Hey! <laughs> arcade joke, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. I've been doing loads recently. I know you have. Absolutely loads of arcadey stuff, and I've been loving it. I've been getting right back into it again. Mm. For start, Envious. I've been in my arcade games room. I've tidied it up. It's real immaculate in there now. There's no mm. junk all over the floor. I actually even had a bit of chance to do a little bit of restoration. Only a tiny bit. One of my Dino King cabinets. You know, the little pink ones I've got? Pink little kiddies yes. cabs? Yes. Very popular cabs, I hear, these days. Yeah, yeah. They're quite sought after because they're small. They can fit almost in anywhere. Mm. And they're really easy and ripe to convert into a jammer machines or even dedicated like I'm trying to do. Does that mean the price is going up on these machines? I think they are quite expensive. I think you can get one for less than 300 quid. That's mm. for a bit of a rough one nowadays. Yeah, they're quick, guys. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I've put Pirate Ship Higamaru in there. I've run in mm. a little multi-board that runs it quite nicely. And I managed to clean this off because it's because they're kiddies cabs. It was covered in sticky goo. No doubt put there by nasty little small people. Mm. They're not children. They're monsters. And I've been around, up, down, left, right and about. You've been all over the country. I've been all over the shop, mate. All over hey, the shop. Left me for dust. Yep. One of the first things I did uh, nearly two weeks ago now, on the weekend, is I went up to NERG, the North East mm. Retro Gaming. How long did it take you to get up there? Oh, my Lord. It took eight hours getting there. Eight. I don't like the North. It's too far and there's too much traffic. Ow, you could have got Bermuda in that time. Probably. In a car. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a horrible journey up there, but um, the wife came with me. She kept me sane. She was driving as well, which was nice of her. Mm. We picked the worst weekend because you had the Formula One, the British Grand Prix, and you had some strange tour of England or Tour de France, it's called, but it's yeah. in England. I never quite understand that. Oh, I think they start off here and they go across the water on their water yeah, bikes. So you have to get through all of that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, we did notice lots of cars with roof racks on, with bicycles on, and we thought oh, it's a bit, a bit full these roads. Yeah. And then we thought, went dull, and realised what was going on. Yeah, it was. Oh God, um, I actually have got a little tiny interview with the wife about it. You interviewed the wife? Yeah, yeah, when we was going up there. We're on the way to Nurg. How's it going, wife? What do you want me to say? It says, I'm driving. Really? That's how it's going. You could introduce the 10 Pence Arcade podcast to Nurg. I'm not going to introduce the 10 Pence Arcade podcast for Nurg because you're not going to put my voice on the podcast because I've got the voice of a deaf person with a daughter accent. Here. Which is ridiculous. It's like I said it out of the bits I don't want. Thanks. Uh, when we got to the hotel, it's quite late at night, and um, there was a lot of uh, uh, how do we put it, Geordie lasses having yeah. a bit of a bit you're, of a drink, having a good time in the hotel. Your favourite people? Yeah, they were lovely, lovely and friendly, but scary. Really? And they, well, they just are. And there was absolutely not one drop of fake tan left in <laughs> in Geordie Land that <laughs> night. I tell orange, you, right? oh god, they were bright orange these girls. But they knew how to have a good time. I will tell you that. 
And even the next day, we went down for breakfast. Um, they all come down in their pajamas. It was a bit of a sight, honestly. Oh, not in their onesies. Yep, they had onesies on. Oh. Pink ones, bright pink. They made the effort for you then. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, I spoke to to our sponsor or one of our sponsors, James RGP. Yeah, uh, and Andy as well. He came down a little bit later. We were just talking about what was going on that day. They seemed to be quite up for it and ready for the the uh, the event. Such a big event, isn't it, to organise these guys? They do this a few times a year. Well, yeah, now, this don't was they? this was Big Phil who organised it, um, or met again. Nice, yeah. rub- lovely bloke. Did really well. Yeah, good interview by the way last week. Enjoyed oh, cool. that. Glad you liked it. Yeah, he um, does as good a venue and an event as interviews. It could not be faulted. Really, honestly, it was really good. You honestly, you missed that. You saw the pictures I sent you. All the, the yeah, the yeah, look cool console stuff. It's in a sports hall, wasn't it? It was in a big sports hall. The yeah. only little thing I could probably say it was a little bit warm in there. But yeah. what could he do about that? Well, it's ask ca- arcade machines. It does warm well, yeah. up fairly quickly. Just go it? outside. It was that simple. I even went into the... <laughs> yeah, all the doors were open. You can get in and out, no yeah. problem, for the smokers and stuff like that. They did have air-conditioned units there, but, I mean, the place was so big, they didn't yeah. really work that well, you know? Sure, it added to the atmosphere. Oh, God, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a really, really cool cool day. We got there quite early. Uh, as you said, it's a massive sports complex. They've got their own track around the back. It's a full-on uh, sporting event place, and mm. it's quite big as well. It's sort of like... Two five-a-side football, indoor football um, mm. courts, if you want to call it that, put together. Uh, and it was a real big place. We enjoyed it. I briefly spoke to Phil when I got there, because um, he was sort of on the, on the door setting stuff up and everything. Dropped off me Pong with another guy called Simon, who's uh, at the Clark Cade. He makes the bar tops. You I saw see. those. They look really cool. They are really nice. He's a top bloke as well. And he looked after my no, pong for the these day. These are miniature dedicated cabs, are they? No, they, they make, make... The, I think they're, I think they got 60 and ones in, so they play proper right. arcade sure, stuff. Sure, I saw a little junior there, was it a Donkey He Kong did, junior he's done, something? he's done some themed machines, what they are, and they are really nice. They, they're they, Gallagher, that was it. Yeah, he's he a Gallagher, Gallagher, he had a Galaxian, oh. he had a Donkey Kong Junior, uh, I can't remember the other ones he had, he had a few there. That's uh, a great little cab to have, because Gallagher's are really hard to find over here. Yeah. So to have a little mini made up. Yeah. I think it would be really cool. So yeah. th- does this guy make them as a living or is it just something he does for it's his, something he does as, as, as a, a hobby. sort of a hobby, yeah. And he does everything by hand. It's not CNC made. That's incredible. He does it all by hand. And he, I was talking to him for quite a bit. Actually, he's a really nice bloke and he came out with us that night as well yeah. in the evening. It's all MDF, is it? Yeah, all MDF. Yeah. It's all um, nicely sort of uh, lined uh, on the outside with uh, the sort of textured vinyl. Yeah. Really, really neat, these things. They, they would not look out of place yeah. in a really neat games room. Yeah. They were really nice. And if you've got no room, get onto this guy and buy one. I'll put the uh, the show notes in from his Facebook page there. He yeah. sold a few that weekend as well. They're that popular. Yeah, I think, the, yeah, I think they really are because people can't or haven't got the room for these big machines. I mean, you know, and the more you get into this hobby, the, your collection just gets bigger and bigger. So like, yeah. like mine. And, and you made me a fantastic little bar top. And I absolutely love it. You know, it's yeah. great for playing what I want on it. Absolutely. You can play everything on them. Yeah, you know I mean they're pretty good. They've got quite big screens. Yeah, for the size of them as well, and they're weighty as well. Because I usually find like I'm quite, you know, I you're work, brutal. <laughs> you brutal. I work in the construction, so you know, I sometimes don't mind know my own strength, as it were. So yeah, I do kind of pull these around a bit. Yeah, I've seen and you nearly pull a cab over before. You got excited. I pulled it? Craig's Robotron about, didn't I once? And he didn't yeah, like well, it. Robotron's one of those games that really gets you going, well, it doesn't does, it? Yeah, and those um, sticks are quite thick and strong yeah. as well. You can give them a good beating. And I got a little dig from Dave about that because I was it was rocking and rolling about this cab as I was playing it. Yeah, but that's didn't... how they're supposed to be played. <laughs> I think. Yeah, but we were kids back then. Now we're adults. Yeah, yeah. We're, putting we're... them around like that is not good. Yeah, well. But, you know, Robotron's a tough old game. It can handle it anyway. They're built to last, they're made. But, yeah, anyway, back it. to the, the bar tops. I mean, it's cool. They really are cool. 
and make a nice little feature in any room, I think. Yeah, just as you went in the place to the left, as you got your, your, your wristband for the day and all that sort of stuff, he was, Clark Cave was there, then it was the arcades, it was like two or three rows of arcades, mainly, uh, brought by RGP arcade, mm. uh, Andy and, and James. And there was about 20 or so cabs brought from other people, just, you know, the public and, right. and the, the enthusiasts, which was cool. Um, yeah, it was a really, it was a really good selection. Any surprises? Of that, uh, not f- cabs you haven't seen? Oh, yeah, there's quite a few cabs I haven't seen before. But I mean, I, I know sort of James's collection anyway, but yeah, you get, they get yeah. new stuff every day almost. And we went and saw John Studley. He was setting up for his Pac-Man attempt. Yeah, the perfect uh, Pac-Man. The per- he is a perfect ma- ma- Pac-Man. Yeah. I uh, was talking to him for a little while as he was setting up, and uh, I sort of introduced him to the wife, because the wife came with me. Yeah. And she really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. She was really... She loved it. Yeah. Because of the, the atmosphere and the look of the place, everything was really well organised. Mm. Um, there was there was no queuing. I didn't see anyone queuing, mm. apart from on the that, machines. That has been the complaint in the past at some events, of yeah. the queuing. Yeah, I hate um, queuing anyway. It's just been too, too many people arrive without them yeah, even knowing. Yeah, you but, know. but Phil had a number. I think nine hundred was the maximum. Yes, and from what I've heard back, there was eight hundred and fifty people there, so it was nearly and full. Spot and that, on. that was a good amount of people to have. There was there was a lot of um, a buzz. Yeah, uh, everyone was enjoying themselves. There loads. Of, there was a guy there called Dave Perry. Yeah. He was quite famous in in the video console uh, circles. He brought his collection with one bit of his collection. This guy's got over 450 computers and consoles of his own Jeez. collection. That's a lot. I saw some stuff there I'd never even seen before. We're really? talking like Apple Pippins, um, Metal Aquariuses. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff there. All working, all yeah. playing, all being used. Really nice. It's great when you see that because there is a lot of these, more and more of these events appearing every year. And every time he goes, oh, something pops up you've never seen before. And it's like, wow, I've never seen that. Yeah, it was it's really, really nice cool to see him running as well. Yeah. There was a load of vendors there as well selling things. Yeah. But it didn't seem like they were there just to sell stuff to us lot. Mm. There was those people there doing craft with uh, arcade and, and console characters. There's people selling machines and, and parts. Uh, there was people selling just um, you know video game paraphernalia. You'd have loved this one stand. Yeah. These really nice Nintendo signs. And I said, really? my mate would be throwing pound yeah. notes at you now to, to get these. I really- saw the um, there was some art, wasn't there, that was framed. Yes, that kind of, I sent you a picture. That was a load of, I think it was NES games. The NES posters. games that had been framed. That's yeah, they cool. would look awesome in it in a nice game. Sure, I'm running out of wall space in here now. In this yeah, arcade. yeah, I'm getting that way in I've got my well. original flyers on the wall from various games. And yeah, game favourite watch. games, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not much else I can put up here, really. I've got my Donkey Kong uh, bezel signed, the Kong off yeah. bezel that's signed by... Uh, yeah, that's lovely. By the top four players in the world. Yeah, excellent. Which I've got to make a frame up for. Yeah, you've got to show it off, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe Absolutely. get a little light behind it or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So what else was there then? Did you play? Actually, I was going to ask you. Did you play World? Is it the World Cup? Um, the, the football game. Oh, World Cup '94. The pinball you're on about? No, not the pinball. Sorry, what's it called? Um, they recently brought it, James and Andy. It's like a used to have a big banner over the top. It's a tabletop for uh, on a trackball. Oh, game. no, no, they didn't have that there, I don't think. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Didn't they? didn't they take it there? They had Hot Rod. Hot Rod, sorry, that's That's it. the yeah, racing hot game. Hot Rod, it's yeah. A, it's a four-player racing game. You all stand around with steering wheels, and you look down onto it, and it's got a big banner. But I saw it there. Yeah. Didn't have a chance to play it. It's weird, right? I saw all these machines I wanted to play, but I was too busy talking to people, and I was hanging out with a wife. Um, we, we ate there as well. I was looking at all the different stalls. Yeah. She likes the pinballs. There was loads of really cool pinballs. Yeah. Like brand new pinballs. Yeah, the ACDC. Did you that play ACDC. that? ACDC. I didn't play I think she played it. And they had the Ford Mustang. 
which is a Jersey Jacks pinball. It's brand spanking new. I don't really? think it's been released yet. You played it? I didn't. I didn't have time to get on it. There's right. people queuing up to go really? on it. Yeah, but later on it got a little bit quieter and you can get on nearly everything then. But I like to see people waiting to get mm, on machines. Mm. It's almost like back in the day when you used to get your 10p and put yeah. it on the top of the marquee or you put it on the control panel and you'd be next. Oh, or, that's you know. right. Yeah, I remember you to, 10p's would be lining up on the bezel yeah, to play. Yeah, absolutely. It was just like that. You know, you put your 10p there, you know. It, 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 was, just... it was a really good atmosphere because I was sort of standing behind people just looking over their shoulder thinking, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, and yeah. sort of getting the little little ideas and quirks in my mind yeah, about what they were doing. you should have played the ACDC. That's, that's such I, a good pin. I've played that pinball before. Yeah, oh, you have, yeah. Yeah, but we, we, we went on sort of the, 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 the known ones, mm. like the White Water and the, the Adams family, and she loved, yeah. she loves the pinballs yeah. and beats me regularly, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, they, they didn't have World Cup 94, which is my favorite pinball, unfortunately. Yeah. But I bet the, the people who, who supplied them have got it. I'm yes. sure they have. It's quite a popular one. Oh yeah, John's, um, Pac-Man, uh, world record attempt then. Did he, yeah. did he, did he, how far did he get with that? Yeah, um, I've actually got a little interview and I'll just play it right here and you can listen for yourself. Well, then, John, what happened, mate? I'll take you, you didn't see what happened, then. No, I didn't. Yeah, it was point perfect on ball 20, which is the eighth key. Yeah. And I don't know why. Nothing distracted me or anything. I only had a few a few dots left to, to clear ball 20 to go on the ninth key run, and yeah. I just made a mistake and oh, no. I went straight to a ghost. Oh, no. You going to have another go today or are you going to leave it till tomorrow now? No, not enough time now. It's six hours, so not enough time. Well, should we go and play Berserk now instead? I've just had a game now. I've got yeah. 11,000 on my first game. That's better than I can get. I'll get 10,000 on my top score. Any other play, uh, games you fancy playing here? Crystal Castles is, yeah. is next door to Berserk. Really? Did you see that one that came up for sale recently? Yeah. Did you buy it? No, no. Dave, David Hamilton bought it, didn't he? Oh, OK. Yeah, Throwing yeah. ads on the forum. Oh, I see. Excellent. Yeah, he's, he's quite handy on it as well, so I expect some big scores from him. So. I actually had um, one of those machines once. I had a Euro yeah, conversion. Yeah. I got rid of it and made it into a kangaroo. Because you didn't like it, did you? Oh. Never like it. I love the look of that machine. It's absolutely beautiful machine. It is, yeah. I can see the appeal, but it's just not for me. That's yeah, not that kind yeah. of games, you know. So, anything else that takes your fancy here? I know you're pretty good at 1942. Yeah, I love a crack at 1942. Uh, Sean Holly got 550,000 there earlier on. Did he? Yeah, good score. I didn't even know he was here. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, just over there. You know me. Once I play Pac Man, I don't even know anyone's yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, it's a concentration, yeah, isn't it? Really disappointed because I was. So close to the ninth key runs, but and is that when you go into the pattern mode? Yeah, and it yeah. Just completely... Is it easy? Well, I say, is it easy on the pattern mode for you? Is it easy? I find the it's in three stages. First stage is board one to twenty-one, so that's free and grouping. Yeah. So you've got to be perfect. So it's three sixty-five, six hundred on, on the ninth key. Yeah. But I, I find a lot of the um, the Pac-Man experts they find that crossing the desert the hardest, without a question. Yeah. It's the hardest part of the game ah, because even though it's it's a pattern. You've already used a lot of energy, and then you've got to stay corner perfect then for 234 boards. So you know that's oh what Lord. that's what really takes the, it yeah. out here. And then you've got the split screen then. Um, but the main thing is being point perfect on board 21, which I would have been. Oh no! And then oh, I, I know then I've got a perfect game. Yeah. You with me? It's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you're so close. One silly little thing. Oh, fail. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's. Four oh, hours, four hours from there to the split screen. Oh my God, so it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I don't mind. It's, there's always tomorrow. I'll have yeah. a, I'll have a. a you got a good attitude, mate. I would have pushed the machine over and stomped my feet and walked out of that. <laughs> no, I'm not playing anymore. I just shook my head and switched it off straight away. Yeah. Did you do that before you punched it in the face? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying about the desert business. I play Dig Dug, and I'm reasonable at it. I'm the best I know at it. 
and there's a bit of a start where you sort of almost freehand it. You do a few little patterns, you get to level 10, yeah. and then I know the patterns from them. I can do it quite without losing lives. But then when you get to level 20, it changes again. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to change patterns, and after that, I lose it. I can get to like, the best I've got from that level 33. I, I think Nick James is going to rub it in as well. What? Yeah. Did you, did you see what happened? No, the reset again. No, no, it's been perfect. Yeah. Um, I was perfect at ball 20, so I was on the 8th key. So because of that, um, he actually got a chance to hang out with me and play some games. Mm. And we also met up with Sean Holly. In your face, Victor Marland. Yeah, have you? It, I'm going back to John, uh, hanging out with him. His next favourite game I hear is Berserk. Yes, he's very good at it as well. We played quite a bit of Berserk together. It was all two-player, and it was just it was like being back in a day again. Yeah. But for me, he was the big kid who could play it really well, and I was just watching yeah. and seeing. And that was, what was on going my on. old machine, wasn't it? Our old machine. Our, we, yes. we both. We both. <laughs> we both sort of half went we on that. Both didn't we? up. All, yes, yeah, but we did. It's getting a lot of use. Yeah. Because uh, James takes it to all the events. It's always a popular machine. Yeah. And it was right next to Crystal Castles. Crystal Castles. You know what you I think about like, Crystal Castles? Not much. John's convinced me. Oh, you're John joking. said, John said, come and play this. I went, oh, I don't like it. And he showed me a little bit how to play it, and I got quite into it. I oh, really, really? I, I quite enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, I've actually owned one before. Really? Yeah, my kangaroo was first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but it wasn't. Converted it back. The game wasn't actually in there when you bought it. Yes, it was. It oh. worked perfectly. I gave the game board away to Sean, our friend Sean. So how long did you have it then before you thought it was not for me? It was always bought. Um, to be converted back into a, a kangaroo because it was originally a kangaroo right, okay. and it was an Atari conversion. Yeah. And I, I had a quick go to see it and it was all perfectly working, but I don't th- know how it was working because it was stored up in Scotland, which is a cold part of the country anyway, oh. uh, in a shed and it was, it was rotten basically. Well, and cold's okay as long as it's not damp. It was as damp. As long as it's dry. It had, it had sort of white, um, fur inside oh, it. Oh God. But the thing still worked amazingly. It still worked. And I converted it all back to kangaroo, neatened it up, and then give it to, mm. uh, sold it on to Sean. So you I, played on a dedicated cab? Yes. With the trackball? The upright one. Yes, which is which one has got the, fantastic artwork. Oh, my Lord. It looks beautiful. Honestly, it looks really, really cool. That game... Well, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and... Um, yeah, I've always said it's a really nice-looking cabinet, and it, it, yeah. it, it does really well like that. But the actual game for me was a bit... Mm. But when I sort of got into playing it a little bit, I wasn't very good at it. But John was showing me a few things and show, it's, yeah. you know, when someone shows you how to play a game properly. Oh, yeah. You then think, actually, oh, this is quite interesting. Yes. And I sort of got into it. So damn you, John, for doing yeah. that. But thanks a lot anyway. Would you consider it in your top 10? No. No, no definitely not. Not, but, that, not that good. But definitely, if I, well, when I see it again, I will be having a go on it. Mm. Definitely. Well, you'll have to show me how to play it because I've never played it. Oh, really? No, yeah, never played it's, it. It's quite a fun little game, actually. Well, it's, it's quite, quite easy a, to get it's into. It's quite a rare well. cab, isn't it, over here? Uh, there's a few about, but they, they demand good money. Is that a US one? Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, I think so, because it's an upright. Mm. Uh, as I said, we met with Sean Holly, actually, and he gave me a great big in-your-face, Victor, as I he would. Did. And uh, got on really well with him. We hung out, played some games together. Yeah, it was really nice. It's, it's nice to have some little arcade friends to yeah. hang around with, as well as the wife. It's great. And he actually was playing one of his favourite games there, 1942, and he beat his own personal record. He got 550,000. Which is a flipping good score. I mean, I can only get two fifty thousand on a really good day. Yeah, I got so, quite a bit at James's. I think I got about three hundred odd thousand. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I did. Prove it. <laughs> I will do next time. Right, challenge I accepted. Did. Dave, actually, Dave will, will tell you that I did because he was there when he when I did it. Ah, mm, I'm pretty good at that. You're in cahoots with him. I don't believe you. <laughs> anyway, so Sean got five hundred fifty thousand, which he was really pleased with. 
John waltzes along after his attempt mm. went sour. 700,000 yeah. without even trying. Yeah, we've seen but he, he can complete the game. He can get like really? 10 million on it. Because when you finish the game, you get 10 million points for killing the big, the big ship at the end, the big uh, airplane at the end. Yeah, so he can do it. But we were playing Berserk on the machine, and there's two different versions of Berserk on because it runs on a um, a multi board, yeah. but the dedicated multi board that plays got the Frenzy on there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's got Frenzy, which nobody likes. Nobody likes Frenzy. But John was playing the Slow Bullets version, which is set two in main, and I just put that on my arcade cab at home. And I can play it a lot better. It seems a little bit easier. Well, it but would be if they're slower, surely. Well, the bullets are slower after a certain rate, and they stay the same speed. But Otto gets faster. Right. You can't outrun him later on. After about four levels, you've got to get going, because Otto will catch up with you. Yeah. Normally, he runs exactly the same speed as you, and you can just run. As long as you're running away from him, you can get away, but he speeds up. And make sure you're near an exit. Oh, God, yeah. You've got to keep moving. So you've got a higher score using that. I can get, version. well, today... Is that uh, an actual ROM version that they, they actually put out? Yes. I, I think... So it's a bit like Popeye then, because they put two versions of that out, didn't they? An they easier did, yes. and a hard version. Yeah, I think that's why they did it, because I think the mm. arcade operators are saying, this game's too easy, people are spending too much time on it and not spending yeah. enough money. So they put out the harder version. Well, this, yeah. it's not... It is harder and it isn't. It's just different how it plays. Yeah. Some people are really good at, at fast bullets, and some are not so good. But I prefer it because you get more of a game out of it. Mm. And Sean Holly sent me a Facebook message today. Uh, I, got, well, I got back earlier. And he said, oh, we're playing um, Slow Bullets. Well, you would be playing the normal version. And I said, oh, I can get about 10, 12,000 on it. Mm. And I said, right, I've just been, and I said, right, damn you. I've got to go and play it now. So I had to go and play it because he put me in the mood for it. And on the Slow Bullets version, I've got 15,000, which is an easy record for me. Yeah. So he's got a challenge now to try and catch up with me on that. I'm sure you've got about 10,000 fast bullets, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah. But I think the... There's not much in it, then. Well, another 5,000 on Berserk yeah. is quite a lot. You don't yeah. get, it's not a high-scoring game, you see. No. Uh, you get, obviously, you, it depends how many robots you've got on the screen at once, and then when you get off, you, you get a bonus for killing them all. But Berserk is a game we're going to cover in future. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we both own the cab. Yep. We both love the game. Love the game. Loved it since I was, like, I love it eight too. years old. It's a fantastic yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um... It's, one, it's a classic. It's like Space Invaders and Donkey yeah. Kong. It's a classic for me. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. Like, the there future. is a method to it, isn't there? Like Pac-Man. Mm, sort of. You've still got to be pretty skillful, but when you know the little tricks, which I'm not going to tell you, no, we'll or save, Sean Holly. We'll save that to the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not telling you anyway. I'm, I think I know it anyway. Vic. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people at the, at the thing who I know, I've met before, who are actually exhibiting some machines. And one of them is a Scottish guy, Ian. Yeah. ID Chappie. I oh, know Ian. He very bought some well. of his. He bought some of his um, candy cabs with him, and I got to speak to him uh, when I saw him doing a few things to it, and it goes something like this. Hey, hello there, ID Chappie. I've had a wonderful event so far. Uh, one of my machines is about dead, but I, I don't know. It's some kind of monitor problems. We but can fix it. I'm just letting it cool down, which is the first step in arcade technology of sorting a knackered machine. Okay. But Street Fighter 4 competition has been a marvellous success. Just watching it a minute ago, it looks really good. Has anyone won yet? No, we are now on the semi-finals. We're going to have a five-minute break before the finals to allow my Lindbergh to cool down because it's running Lindbergh, Type 2X and a PSU in the same unit and I could fry an egg on it. But... <laughs> I'm happy, it's been solid. Yeah, People have enjoyed that. It. It looks really good. 
and we've raised 66 quid for charity out it, so oh, I'm nice. happy. Oh cool, that's really uh, good, yeah. excellent. Excellent, and, and I've yet to check my monkey, I'm sure he's probably raised about £3.50 by now <laughs> due to marvellous northern generosity. That's the monkey who delivers eggs, yeah? Yes, it delivers vending eggs. It's very good. So I'm just going to open this perfectly cardboarded hatch to allow some... I can see there's some gaffer tape on there. Let's see you taking that off. And there's a fire inside! Oh, and then he was burnt to a crisp and his funeral's on Wednesday. So R.I.P. Chappie. Never mind. So did Ian have um, a Street Fighter 4 competition going? I'm glad you asked that. Yes, he did. And yeah. here's some footage from it. I'm standing in front of the Street Fighter 4 Championships now. There's a couple of guys on a, a Lindbergh playing. Not sure how far into the competition they are now, but you can hear it in the background. Oh, it looks like someone's just got beaten. ID Chappie's trying to get people to put money in his monkey to win an egg of some description. Well, the guys about to play Street Fighter 4 right now. Awesome sounds. These two lads must be like 20 years old. I also got a chance to have a quick pint and a chat with IGP James. And we sort of went out to the, we got, I got sort of dragged him away really because he was always quite busy there. He had his, his facing monitors and fixing stuff just at the start of it. And uh, I sort of interviewed him. It's quite a long one. So I'll leave that at the very end of the podcast. So hang on yeah. for that, guys. Have a listen to that. It's quite interesting. So you, you went up there, and what about this uh, weekend? You went to Arcade, didn't you, at the Cambridge Museum, is that right? I went to the Arcade. Arcade, Aid yeah. for Arcade Machines at the Cambridge Computer Museum. I went yesterday. Oh, I so wanted to go to that. Oh, I know you worked to work, didn't you? Yeah. Ugh, work sucks, mate. Yeah. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I had to do a load of chores in the morning. I had to get out there. I sort of left quite early to get there. And I got, I found the place. It's sort of like on a, it's almost like on an industrial estate. Yeah, and there's because some quite they, big they units did, there. Yeah, they did have it in Birmingham. They moved it to Cambridge because that's oh, right. basically for us, the English people, where computers were were created. Cambridge, yes. Um, Cambridge Museum was where Sir Clive Sinclair and yes, you're totally right, mate. Yeah, Sinclair, Acorn, they were both started there. I they think both got, had their research is companies there, didn't they? Yeah, they, I think they've got Cambridge Audio there as well. A lot, yeah. a lot of the, the hub of computers have come from there. Yeah. A lot of work. So it makes sense to move it there, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They've been there. I think I was talking to, I was talking to Jason, the sort of guy who's, it's mainly his collection. Mm. They've had a lot of stuff given to them and donated lately. He had some good stories about it. There's a few talks at the end, yeah. which are really interesting. And he, he was saying that a lot of people have donated stuff and they, they yeah. have got, I can't emphasize this enough, Tons and tons and tons of computers, consoles. He's got a little arcade collection. I mean, it was the place is beautiful. I'd love to go. You go there. There's yeah. some really nice little stands set up with with consoles and computers running software, running games, running uh, all sorts of things. They've got 
And then you go out the back, which is sort of, you think, the nice front area is sort of where the foyer is and the guys, you know, they sell drinks and crisps and T-shirts and all sorts of bits and bobs. And then they've got a few arcade machines in there that you can actually pay to play as well, which was mm. really nice. And they all sort of work perfectly. They've got games in running. And you can play some of the other, the other consoles and stuff set out. They even had an MSX in the foyer, which I, I've not seen for years, playing yeah. Time Pilot, which is brilliant. They had a VIC-20 there, one of my first computers. They had an, had an Apple II. Which you don't see a lot of over here. Mm. So there are more American people have the Apple IIs. Uh, they had uh, a Commodore PET, which I haven't seen since I was uh, in junior school, with yeah. the little tiny chiclet keyboards. And you had to basically hit them with hammers to make them work <laughs> the keys. And I actually typed in a little program when I was there. Just before I went, I thought I'll put a cheeky program on 10 print, 10 yeah. pence arcade podcast, <laughs> 20 go to 10. I pressed it once and I thought, yeah. I'll press break because I don't want it to run in and break the computer. I think it might not handle this, all this scrolling going up and down. So I, I, I left it there. Yeah. And the, the thing is, and you go in, you go through the room where there was a few machines, arcade machines there, which we sort of helped fix as well. And you go through to a room. It's like almost a classroom. Mm. And they've got a load of BBCB computers in there. They work on Raspberry Pi computers as well. I think they're, they're sponsored by ARM, the oh. people who make the risk processors. Yeah. Which is in basically everything Every nowadays. Every mobile phone. Absolutely. Pretty much. And then when you go through the classroom area, you go into a sort of almost like a hangar at the back. It was massive. Mm. And they've got the, the sort of arcade graveyard at the moment as mm. they're being repaired, which we were sort of helping on. And then a load of other tables and they had an area where you can play more games or set yeah. up loads of computers. I've got pictures I put on the show notes. There was Commodore 64s, there were Spectrums, there was Acorns, uh, there was a Pong in there, uh, you know, the, the home Pong. It's incredible. They had a really, this guy had a really nice collection. What's his background, this guy, Jason? I mean, I spoke to him on the phones. I was going to uh, donate my Battle Shark to the museum. He's yeah, really he interested about, about that. Yeah. So, wh- what's his background, do you know? Basically, his background is being a hoarder. He doesn't mind showing it off. No, no. He, he admitted it. Yeah. And he was thinking, and he's like every decent collector. He was collecting stuff. Oh, that's nice. Looked at it. Maybe got it working. Yeah. Put it to one side. He wants people to use these computers. Mm. And this is the ideal way of doing it. And he's been going for over a year now. Yeah. So it's obviously doing really well. Good luck to him. It's brilliant. Everyone who listens to podcast, podcast, if you can get there in Cambridge, go. You'll have a great time. So this was obviously an event that was advertised in the forum. Is this open every day in a week? Is it a, a monthly thing? Or? I believe it's open every day. I'll put show notes on the website, everyone can look there. And I think they have certain days a week where they have uh, school kids in to learn mm. how to compute, not just using idea. computers, yeah. actually coding computers, yeah. which we seem to have forgotten about in yes. this country. I think the, actually the government's pushing that a little bit more forward these days because they yeah. want this is the kind of place that sees the potential in there. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's obviously the future. Yeah. So we got out the back. I, I, well, to start with, I was at the front talking to a few guys. And it was really nice because there's, there's Jason, who's the guy who sort of runs the place, and there was Nez for Life, Phil, mm. who's a really nice guy, and he sort of helps out there. And I was talking to him for a bit, and I said, right, let's get going. I was brought my toolbox in. I was willing to get going. Quite interesting. I had a few chats with people. And the Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 they got there in the foyer had jail bars running in the screen. You could see bars on the screen which shouldn't be there. I was like, oh, yeah. And they said, oh, what do you think, what do you think uh, this, this occurs this? And they almost sort of looked at me like, I knew what I was talking about, and I don't. But I do. Tr- <laughs> I do try. Well, you talk good talk. Yeah. Well, that that sort of thing. I've had it before in games, and usually it's quite a simple fix. So I said, right, first thing we'd do: turn the machine off, whip the CPS two board out. It's a CPS two motherboard on, our, on yeah. an A board. 
whipped it out, got the screws out, had a special um, security talks bits in the toolbox, got it out. I said, I saw sort of a few guys watching me. I said, right, this is what you do. I don't use a chip remover. No, I just whip them out the screwdriver quick. Yeah. Popped all the uh, all the chips out. Give them a quick a quick clean, a careful clean on the legs to w- mm. remove any tarnish. And I said, oh, usually it's the edge connector. And I rubbed my finger along the edge connector. Filthy. Yeah. It was absolutely disgusting. I was like, hmm, that could be it. So I cleaned it off with a bit of um, switch cleaner and a sort of careful rag. Put it all back together, put it in the machine, bang, sorted straight away. Yeah. Easy fix. Next. Yes. Got on to the next part. And the next one was a Megatech machine next door. And the Megatech is like a PlayChoice 10. It's um, a multi-game machine. It runs Mega Drive games or slightly converted Mega Drive games. We got on that and the top monitor, it's got a little 10-inch monitor at the top. And it tells you which games are playing. You can choose between the two. Like a PlayChoice. Yeah, like a PlayChoice. And the monitor on that was awful. It was all sort of, the colours were bleeding into each other. And it was really fuzzy. And I was like, oh, okay, that's probably just an adjustment. So I was looking at it and I thought, oh, actually, there's no blue on screen. Maybe we lost the blue transistor off the neckboard. And I was sort of explained to the guys who were asking questions why it had done that and what could happen. And I sort of said, you know, if you lose a transistor, the machine will still run okay. The monitor will run, but you won't have any colour of that yes. certain colour. And the way to find out, the way I think I think I'll find out, is when you move the adjustment pots on the neck board, you've got red, green, and blue. If you move a pot, say the red one, for instance, and you don't get any adjustment, that red transistor's knackered, and you can just change it. They're only cheap to change. They're quite easy. You can buy them from Maplin, usually, or RS spares. Do they have many spares there? Or? They had a Maplin across the road, apparently, oh, but we okay. didn't really need to it's go there. It's not going to be open on a Sunday, is it? No, I don't think it would no. be. It was a Saturday. Oh, oh, there you go. Then you're right. Yeah. Get across the road. What day is it? <laughs> anyway, I worked out. I had adjustment on all three pots, and I hadn't seen a Megatech for years. Mm. So I, I sort of come to the conclusion it just needed a bit of adjustment. So we, we opened the top up, and I moved the monitor forward so I can actually get to the, the locked adjustments, which is your, your sort of voltage, which does your brightness, and your focus. And I moved the, vo- the focus around and got it absolutely pin sharp. Nice. So I was pleased with that. Another fix done. And as I opened up the top front mm. of it, it's got the coin mech in the top. And there's about £4.60 in coins behind it. So, hey, that's pretty Incredible. good. So I Be gave it to the guy who was doing the crisps and drinks. And I said, there's some money here. We Get found some him coin. In. Yeah. <laughs> Honest Victor. I gave him the money. So, you know, I found it in the machine. Oh, yeah, cool. And then as we were sort of putting the machine back together again, I was looking inside. I said to one of the guys, oh, we better just check the coin box. Because I never opened it. There's about 50 quid in there. Incredible. There was loads of pound coins and coins. Oh, wow. half the weight of the cash. Yeah, yeah. It? So I sort of gave it to Jason. He was over the moon about it. There's some more money for the for the, yeah. your cause sort of thing. And he was really happy about it, which was quite nice. Yeah. So then we got into the main room. Some more people started arriving. We started talking about stuff. There was a super gun there hooked up to test boards. Uh, a guy called TM was testing some boards and doing some ROM checks and, and burning some ROMs for their alien syndrome machine. And he got the board working. But there was still a slight glitch in one of the graphics. When you pulled down... The guy, the, the animation went off and he, he sort of was a bit glitchy, but the game worked perfectly. I could hear it in the background all the time I was working there. I got on the Asteroid straight away because that's a machine I've owned before in yeah, the past. Yeah, you know it quite well. Yeah. And I sort of got on there and there's a problem with the board. And we, we did eventually swap the board out for a deluxe, which we knew worked, deluxe Asteroids. And we got a picture. And as I was playing it, about five seconds, it just dimmed off and stopped oh. and just went, oh, God, here we go. The monitor's died. So, cut a long story short, they had a, a cocktail cabinet there as well. Yeah. So, I basically nicked bits off that monitor to put in a non-working monitor in the cocktail cabinet. And oh, we got okay. Deluxe running. It ran all day long yeah. until the very end. Someone said, oh, it's not working. Oh, God. And the it cocktail du- version of Astros must have be a layered board, is it? 
No, no, it's the same size. It goes down the side of the board. Yeah, it fits in, believe it or not, which is quite a big board. One of the biggest boards I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it does fit in there, believe it or not. And uh, at the end of the day, it stopped working, but I think it was a slight board fault or maybe a monitor fault because the the graphics went all sort of crinkly, if you know what I mean. Instead of being nice and straight, the lines, they went all crinkly. The game was still running okay. My top score was left on there as well, which is quite good. Which was? 12,900 rubbish. Not that good. (laughs) But it saves the score, so that's going to be on there. My name's on it. I've, I've, I've graffitied their board. So that stopped running. It was running quite hot inside. But Jason sort of realised it was maybe it's just a filter cap on the monitor, just not smoothing out the voltages. He knows mm. more about the electronic side, I think, mm. than any of us lot. Uh, so he sort of left that, and I went on to Space Invaders. And the monitor in the Space Invaders, in the midway one, midway upright, was working okay because you kept seeing a picture flash up. But I couldn't get any of the board sets to work. And at one point, it started smoking. Really? <laughs> the magic smoke came out of one of the capacitors. It was only a cap. Um, and in the end, I sort of spent about an hour or so on that, and I couldn't get it running. I thought, well, I'll, I'll let someone else do it. I'll try and get onto some other bits and bobs, let someone else later on who knows about these L-shaped boards and more about Because there's a lot of guys that know a lot about Space Invaders, and it's well documented, and they can probably fix it a bit better than I could. So mm. I was just sort of doing quick checks. Yes. Easy checks. Basic checks. And I, I even, I even mm. rewired the connector on it because it was really rough connected, sort of bits soldered onto it, and it was a bit falling apart and that. And, and I think if they put maybe a switcher on there yeah. with some decent voltage, I think it might work okay. Yeah. So it's hopefully the they'll get go, a chance to do it. Yeah, I think so. The linear power supplies, even though I was getting good voltages with one board, when I checked the boards, the chips on the board, they weren't getting any voltage. So there was mm-hmm. something going on there. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people out there listening to this going, oh, it's this, you idiot. It's the yeah. cap. It's so-and-so. I don't know. Yes. But hopefully they'll be able to fix that in the future because the machine was quite nice looking. So it's good for them then to get all you guys up there and uh, yeah, the, the, fix them all. Some yeah. some goals were ch- attained. Yeah. You know, um, one of the guys, I think it was Ian Ski and TM, got the the Xevious working. Because I, I went in there sort of later on, just when I was sort of set, uh, getting ready to go, actually, and I heard the Xevious music. And I think I was Xevious going. And I was like, oh, we're brilliant. I was like, what was wrong with it? Nothing, nothing wrong with it. We just wired it the right way around, and it yeah. worked. It's and that was playing quite nicely. Quite a rare cab, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a full upright version as well, with all yeah. the nice side art and everything. It was really good. And Fantastic, it worked, yeah. worked with really, really bad burn on the screen. But Xevious was... It always had the word Xevious on the screen in the sort of uh, a trap mode. So it was a big burn, but it was the picture was lovely and clear. So when you go over certain areas, you can still see Xevious on there. Oh, that's a great game. It is a good game, and yeah. it worked nice. So that was another one all fixed. I think it's got a bit, bit of a brush and polish now and get it out on the shop floor and have people enjoying them. Part of the crew, mate, up there now, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to go to the next one. Hopefully yeah. you'll be able to go up oh, there. Oh, definitely. I might even give a little talk, actually, on the yeah. knowledge I've got. Maybe just a, a talk on how to set up a, and wire up a jammer connector. Yeah. In a cab, so you can sort of got your board, your monitor, get your power supply, your jammer loom, tell you know each where where most of the wires go and everything, how to wire stuff up yeah. and test it. Yeah, because I listened to some of um, some of the talks there. Nez for Life Phil gave a talk and TM gave a talk, and they're quite interesting. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully I'll I'll, I'll sort of listen to those guys. And thought, oh, I could possibly do this. And yeah. I must practice my public speaking a little bit better. So next time we got there, I'll, I'll do something. lessons. Yeah, I do. It's a bit too cockney, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not from around here either. Did you go and see Dave as well? Our mate Dave is in the band. Yes, Dave Lightbulb, yeah, yeah. as we call him. Dave Lightbulb. Yeah, he's he's um he's renovating an old arcade cabinet just as a... Uh, he, he loves his game Commando, and he's doing it up for that. And he had a Commando board, and he bought it with another really old ancient um, game. I can't remember what it was now, but a really old one that didn't work. And he's he's done a really nice job of, of tightening it up. He's got sort of everything looking nice. He's done the control panel and everything. And he just wanted to help with the mains mm. wire. And he's a little bit worried about mains wire, which is it's cool because 
we use 240 volts over here, and you do not want to get hit with a 240 volt shock. That'd be horrible. So I sort of wired this brand new switcher in for him. I showed him how to wire it, and I've got the tons of wires out in his jammer connector and snipped off a load of the two-player ones he didn't need, so a one-player cab, put all that in for him, and he sort of quit. I didn't have a chance to do the controls because we're going to make him a new control panel. We get the because the buttons aren't quite in the right place. They've sort of just been done by an operator back in the day, and they're sort of a bit wonky. Mm. And he's only got those those nasty star point buttons. You know the old fruit machine buttons on it. Yeah, that warm up. Yeah, and he's got some brand new buttons. I think we make it look nice because he wants it to look good. And his dad's a screen printer. He was a lovely oh, bloke. Right, cool. And to thank me for helping him out, because I've, I've helped him out here and there, he actually designed a T-shirt for me, and it's got Dig Dug on it with my name Vertvik on it, and oh, I wore cool. it yesterday. So oh, really? it's one of those things where. I wouldn't picture normally... won't never happen. Yeah, I'll definitely put a picture on there. <laughs> it's one of those things that I wouldn't normally wear a t-shirt with a flipping name on it. No. But when you go to these meetings and nobody sort of knows each other's real names and they, they sort of, oh, who's that guy over there? Loads, the you have loads of people coming up, you're going, are you perfect? <laughs> I think they knew it would be obvious by then. But yeah, I was sort of, he said, how are you? What's your handle on, on the forum? I sort yeah. of looked at him and just, just pointed at my chest. Yeah. He went, Oh, right, yeah, you're the guy who does the podcast. Yeah, that's me. I'm one of them, yeah. So that was really nice of Dave. It's really cool. I wasn't expecting it at all. And he's nearly there with it. I just got to do his uh, control panel. And his dad also is quite keen on screen printing some glass for a bezel. Because um, it's more of a challenge for me. He does screen print on a lot of material, you know, for T-shirts and stuff. Glass? He does that. Cabs have got glass bezels. Lots of them have, actually, the older ones. And the... You know, the marquee, the, the bezels and the marquee, some of the old ones were glass. Right. And they were printed on the back. And because they used to use old normal filament bulbs, which were quite hot, they used to warm up and yeah. you used to lose the paint. You used to yeah, sort imagine. of peel away. That's why a lot of ones nowadays, you get them, they're all peeled away and, and ruined. I've a cab with a glass bezel. Have I? You may have plastic. done. Yeah. I've, I've got a few. My, uh, my ponies have all got glass in yeah. them. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of any of the old dedicated cabs. That old kangaroo was a glass one, as far as yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. He means Bath Freddy. Same kind of cab, though. Yeah, yeah sure a lot of the dedicated ones have glass, but the, the colours on screen-printed glass look a lot nicer than Perspex. They sort of, they, 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 they pop more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they, they look just nicer, and they look more sort of artistic, rather than sort of being mass-produced on and just sort of ironed on a piece of plastic. Mm. They're actually... Built up in layers, the screen print is in layers, yeah, and it's a, quite a process to do it. They do, I think, um, one of the well, you'd, you'd pay a fortune for that, wouldn't yes, you? Yes, you do. The repros, someone Certainly was doing a Robotron one. recently, and it's they do it in different layers. You've got to let it yeah. dry for one, then do the next layer and squeegee on, and you can make errors in was it. Was Berserk a glass bezel? Because I remember you made a paper one for that, didn't yes. You? I put paper behind Perspex. The original was a glass one, it was actually right. screen printed onto the glass, so as far as I remember. Yeah. So that's all the stuff I've been doing, mate. Um, I've condensed that a bit. I've so much to do. What have you been doing, old son? Not nearly half as much. <laughs> yeah, but you must be doing something while I was away. Galavanting. Well, game-wise, obviously Game of the Week, and I've been getting back into Donkey Kong. Um, oh, the original Donkey Kong? Yeah, the original Donkey Kong. It doesn't get enough love in my games room, to be honest with you. I'll give mine Because you know my other favourites really are free and junior. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Donkey Kong hasn't had a lot of love, and my scores are really bad, you know, compared to... Yours, which is up there in what, 238,000 thing I put on yours. Which I'm not happy with. I'm not happy with you graffitiing my cab. <laughs> yeah, but you've done mine, you swine. I have. I've my done... Donkey Kong Jr. score is your name at the top yes. of it, and I'm not happy about that, and I haven't managed to remove it yet. 
Yeah. I that's mean, that's challenge accepted, that is. <laughs> I definitely need to get back into that and try But I mean, Donkey Kong is one of those games that's usually at an event. Um, don't usually see a junior, and it would be good for me if I could learn that game a little bit better. So I've got yeah. um, some competition to someone, at least. You know, so I've been practicing a bit of that, and I've been kind of averaging about 100k on that now. On normal good. Donkey Kong? Yeah. What's your top score so far? 115. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting to that plateau when you get to third elevators. Yeah. And that's where it gets hard. As soon as you learn that, your score will just Well, increase. I'm watching the, the springs and, I, you know, you, you've got to mm. watch it so it, I, I watch it so it jumps onto that yellow platform. Yeah, there's a lot it of... it covers that whole area, then I move. But then, yeah. obviously, when you get the two springs, you've got to wait for the other one that comes straight after that. Yeah. Haven't you? And if that goes on the, the, the yellow platform, then you're okay to run up further. Yeah, Am it's, I right? it's easy to know how to do it. Yeah. But actually putting it into Doing practice, it. you've yeah. got to have googly eyes watching both ways. So you've got to have really good um, perception of what's yeah. going on. And when you, when you realize, when you go for it, you've got to go for it. And then there's a certain part where when you're halfway up that ladder and you realize you, you're going to get killed, you've got to come down that ladder and go back again. Yeah. And to get your brain to flip that quickly in a yeah. microsecond is the hard part. It's a bit like, Patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time. Yes, isn't it? but but quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. There's, it's everywhere on the internet how to do it. I mean, it's on the. There's actually a Donkey Kong forum, and they're always talking about. Yeah, it. yeah, I've seen that. And That's the experts good... just do it. Yeah. And they can get away with well, it every you do. time. I mean, the more you practice it, the better you get at this game. But that's not why I died at that level. I was dying because those crazy. Um, barrels, you know the. Um, the wild barrel. Yeah, the wild ones. Ow. Yeah, they're pretty Dumb wild. Me every time. I, I call them so cruel barrels. <laughs> like yeah, they're not—they're nothing wild or random, but they're just cruel, horrible things. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what ruins it. It's it's one of those games. It's, there's not that many random elements in it. But that is a proper random one. Sometimes yeah. you can get three, one after the other. You just lob them. There must you be a point in the game though where you can sort of you know where to hide. There must be a point in that game where you think I'm safe here. Or yeah. on the right hand side at the top, usually they can't throw that far. Yeah. You're okay there. But I mean, the first sort of two thirds of the left hand side of the screen, you can get hit there anytime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets you. Sometimes you just, you just get hit. You can't yeah. get out of it. It's yeah. a classic game though. It's completely different than Junior. It's a yeah. lot faster. You go through the screens a lot faster. Yeah. You know? Because there's two levels that you just whiz for easy. Yeah. You know, there's the, the, the um, if you get the uh, the, the conveyor belt, the custard pies on. Yeah, yeah, the pie factory. If you, if you do that right, you, you can do it in like under yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, that's you the one that's... I mean? You just whip up the... You wait for them to come out. You whip up the right-hand side, do it. Yeah. But when they come the wrong way, you're you're in a whole world of hurt then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, you've got to really mess about up and down, trying yeah. to, and it gets really difficult. And you can also run out of time sometimes doing that. Yeah. But most of the time, you whip up the right-hand side, done. That's, yeah. that's the sort of dream way of doing it. But when them, them flaming things come round... You've had it. You've just got to completely change your plan, and it just goes to pot all over the yeah. place. That's the difficult part. So, anything else? Um, anything else? No. Um, well, I've been selling a few of my console games. Cause selling? I've got, yeah, I've been selling. I sold... Uh, what are you saving up for? A cab. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, another yeah. cab. I've been told a little story about you as well. Yeah. Go on. It's, a, it's one that's going to go in that little space at the end there. Yeah. And which one surprised me? Uh, I can't really say too much yet because I haven't actually brought it. Oh, you've been like that, are you? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk off mic. <laughs> I'll get the old so thumb, I'll wait, thumb I'll screws wait, out. I'll wait till it's in my hand until I mention any more. But I, all I can tell you, listeners, is it is my Grail cab, so I'm sure you'll know what it is. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's not um, it's not laminate floor simulator, is it? You can have that off me if you like. 
Mamluk Floor Simulator, no. <laughs> Sounds like a crap game. Yeah, it is, believe me. So, um, shall we move then. on to the next segment then? Yes, which is arcade news. Yep. Is there any news? What arcades well, are dead actually, for 30 years? No, oh no. <laughs> Not in my mind, anyway. I read earlier that a Primal Rage 2 machine exists. Remember that, that fighting game with the monsters in it, the sort of dinosaur monsters? Yes, yes, yes. Number two, there was only two made, apparently. It was a prototype, an Atari prototype, and number one has been found. Right, is this, is this come out of Tipperary? Is this, or is this an American? I'm not sure it was, but the cabinet, rumoured to be one of two in existence, is a test version of the fighting game cancelled by Atari Games in 1996. Primal Rage 2 appears to feature the dinosaurs of its predecessor, now with the ability to take on human form and handle weapons. Sounds and that different. is that uh, I put the, the the story in the show notes, and it's quite interesting actually because mm. this this arcade has got one of two May, which is a brilliant. Right, because I know there was a few prototypes that came out of uh, the Atari factory, which was in yeah, Ireland. They did a lot of protos. Uh, yeah, I know a couple of people have got some. Mm, um, lucky them. Yeah. So yeah, it would be interesting to well, see. You've got pictures of this, have you? It's on the show notes. Yeah, okay. on, the, on this picture, and hopefully. Good news for the main team. They'll be hopefully dumping it so people oh. can actually play it. It's another one yeah. saved, basically. What year, do you know? 1996. Yeah. It was cancelled, yeah. Also, you sent me a thing about a weird Donkey Kong bootleg you found. Yeah, this is uh, from a guy in America. Um, I've kind of befriended. He's pretty cool. He's got some really rare games, actually. Oh, right, okay. But he found this um, weird bootleg DK uh, that turned up in America. What, like a it's, crazy Kong, It's a it? boot of a boot of a boot. It's like oh. a Galaxian hardware. Ah, uh-huh, that old favourite, yeah. And plays different levels of Donkey Kong. Um, but they're really weird. The levels are strange. You've got yeah. like loads of ladders. They've redrawn the levels. It's not yeah, just yeah. in different... Because Crazy Kong, or Crazy Kong 2, I which one, it's quite a bit different. It's a different. blatant copy, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but you've got... There's certain areas where, on some of the levels, you've got missing pieces where you've got to jump over. Yeah. And things like that. And it's just It just appears different. And it's a little... It's, little, it's a boot, and it's not very good, and there's little bugs in it and stuff but this one you showed me and there's a show notes about it yeah. you can go to youtube and watch the guy playing it and it's totally different yeah i mean there's there's one level where you don't even start off with the normal girders you start off on the pie factory i think which is different again and then when you go onto the girders one of the ladders goes nearly the whole length of the screen and you've That's got to right. try and rush up there without any barrels but there's only one way to get to that ladder you have to go round the houses to get to you it do. you do know it's what I mean. really odd it must be it looks really Which didn't make you couldn't go through a ladder you had to go right round to it to get to the bottom of the ladder to go up it that's right you've really got to strange, start at the bottom to go up a ladder yeah. or start at the top you can't just jump on the side of a ladder like no. a lot of games but yeah that's a weird one really odd yeah it was strange so check out the video people that's about the only news I've been able to find, to be honest with you, mate. I've got a bit of news. Did you see that um, road trip on Dragon's Lair Forum to the old cow barn? Oh, I think I saw a little bit about yeah, that, I just briefly. Stuff. I've been gallivanting around the country, uh, I had time, but go on, enlighten uh, me. I don't know, it was um guy travelled for God knows how many hours to this old cow barn. Yeah. A 20-hour road trip, actually, it was. Oh, my Lord. And um, there was loads of old cars and stuff in there. Obviously, you'd been tipped off. You knew there was cabs there. Yeah. 
and the, I think the one he was looking for had been tipped off was Gravatar. That was in there. I think it was his growl cab. Yeah, yeah. It's got a rare cab. And it turned out there was loads of other cabs. There was another Versus, a Nintendo cab. You know, the big upright ones. Oh, the double ones. That's oh, sort of really twice horrible, the th- aren't they? Yeah, but, yeah. They're massive. But yeah, you don't you rarely see those, do you? But they, they seem to get more in Europe, though. Oh, whereabouts in Europe was it? Don't know, I didn't say. Oh, okay. Not in the didn't UK, say. obviously. It's definitely not in the UK. It was in yeah, Europe. we'd have heard about it otherwise. There was a Taito Missile X. Have you heard of that one? I have, yeah. It's an old game, isn't it? Black and white. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I love the old Taito Very, black and white game. Just shoot missiles up, a bit like Polaris. Is it Polaris? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just, cool. Yeah. Old game. That'd be, yeah. a, that'd be one for Alpha One, I'm sure, because he's a Taito collector, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, there was an old Burger Time. Did you see that Helifire uh, in a sort of an odd Namco cab? Yeah, you sent me the picture of that. That was yeah. a bit odd, wasn't it? Yeah. They used to do a lot of that back in the day, though. They did, didn't they? But it's even better seeing a, a really odd game in an equally as rare it, machine. Yeah. Which is quite good. But obviously back in the day when they did this... Was that operators ch- messing around with the things or...? Probably probably the game wasn't making any money anymore. They just bunged a new yeah. game in it at the time. But back then, the games weren't rare. Yeah. You know, there was loads. They were abundant. They were probably were chucked out of the back yeah. and smashed it up if they didn't want anymore. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. But it's nice to see an equally odd-looking game, game board, in an equally rare machine. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Yeah. But like, so this, this place that he was in was... was just as old and decrepit as the cabs because they were in a real bad state. Oh, I was going to ask about condition. And some of them were upstairs. He said he had to go up this stairs to get up there and it was really dangerous. They had to get the cabs right. down through the window on a rope. Oh, Lord. You know, it's that. <laughs> but it must have been an adventure. Really exciting. I would love to do it. I'd but, just go along for the ride. Yeah. yeah help out. I'd it would love be really, sort of really fun. Love but it. we finally got to the Gravitar. I managed to move a few cabs out. Yeah. And as soon as he started touching, the thing just fell apart oh, in his hands. Oh, nightmare. What a, what a shame. Was a, I don't know, a particle board, is it? You know, oh, the, it got wet. They yeah. turned the Weetabix. They just uh, turned the cereal. He said he yeah. was so upset, he wanted to insult the owner. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, but there's all, there's all them other cabs he could have got hold of, so maybe it's a yeah. blessing in disguise. But, yeah, it was... Um, so there's a few cabs come out then. Hopefully they see the light over here. There's a and a Gorf and a Buck Rogers, Burger right. Time. Yeah, yeah, quite oh, a lot. Nice. Quite a nice find, actually. I love seeing these little the, the barn raids little they call them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we get the odd one over in the UK now and again, don't we? Yeah, like yeah. the old Duke of Lancaster. That was quite yes, interesting. On the old was. boat, it was an old arcade boat moored somewhere. Well, it was in Wales, a cru- wasn't cru- it? old steam cruise liner, wasn't it? Yeah, from but the 30s. It opened up as an arcade, and basically it stopped in the early, very early eighties, and was just like a time capsule. It was, yeah. it was locked up, and no one went in there for nearly no. thirty years. Yeah. And all these cabs came out there. A lot of them were a little bit rusty, but still really good condition. It was like the pints, half pints, still left on the bar. You know, really? it's just like people just left it. But it looked like a, some sort of uh, ghost story, yeah. a ghost quite boat eerie, or something. You know. Oh yeah. wow, that's nice. So that's that, really, mate. What about uh, pickups? You picked up anything yet? Do you know what I actually have? I don't normally do that, but I've been getting a few things. Uh, I was when I was at Nurk, as you talked about earlier. I was talking to one of the guys, uh, one of the vendors, who does Game Boy mods. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. These are great. They're really nice. Glow-in-the-dark Yeah, Game yeah, Boys. he did sparkly ones and pink ones yeah. and themed ones. I've put uh, his Facebook page in the show notes. Uh, and I was so impressed talking to the guy. He's a clever guy as well. He was doing a degree in something. It's just his mm. hobby. And um, a guy called Sean, and he runs the www.gameboymods.co.uk. Mm. And I was talking to him, and I, I, I thought, I've got to do this, because I've got a little Game Boy Pocket. I used to play Tetris on a lot, and it's that's the game oh, to play God. on it. 
And I thought, oh, well, I've always wanted a backlight on it because, you know, you can't play them in bed and you've got the lights on yeah, and that sort of stuff. The mods for the buttons as well. I got some extra buttons yeah. as well. I bought some white buttons for it. Yeah. Uh, it's a blue Game Boy I got and I bought a blue uh, LED backlight. Yeah. And I'm halfway through doing it, but I needed some isopropyl alcohol to clean the screen or the gunk of the and screen. And how you find the mod? Easy to do? Yes, very. Yeah. He, he actually um, supplies uh, a YouTube video. You can go on his website and he does it himself in real time. So you can actually sit your laptop or your computer next to it and you can do exactly the same as what he's doing and pause it when you want to wait a bit of time and he talks you through it. It's about a 30-minute video. Can you put a link to that? On yes, the form, I certainly please. will, yeah, because that's what I'm using to do mine. I'm halfway yeah. through it. And I'm you just know, they did actually bring up. out a, a backlit Game Boy. It's very, very rare. Yeah, it is. It's Japan worth, only. Yeah, they're really nice. The Game Boy Lights, they mm. called them. Yeah, there's a silver... And a gold one. I think there's some themed ones as well, but they're mm. ultra rare. They yeah. command good money, those ones. Well, you just get the big magnifier attachment. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the light. boy or something, <laughs> wasn't it? They were awful. They, they sort of looked like Heath Robinson love, things. Yeah, you could I'd love to get to on it. a train just going to London with that. Yeah. To see what people's reactions so, are. What's that, mate? Or the Atari Lynx. Yeah, they were massive. <laughs> and it, the, the thing is, though, your train you journey... out on the train? Yeah, but your train journey would would last longer than the batteries in the links. You're talking about 200 <laughs> yeah. batteries, and it lasted 10 minutes if you were lucky. Yeah, so I bought one of his mods there. I bought some extra buttons, but one of the mods. Uh, I also bought Night Stalker. It's an Intellivision game, boxed game. You know, I don't normally do what you do and buy all the content. I've been starting to buy a few Intellivision games because mm. I, I want to get into Intellivision. I like the machine. I never got to play it as a kid. I could never afford one. And it's one of those things where I can afford it now. So I've got an Intellivision coming soon. The guy's hopefully sending it tomorrow. And it's got some extras with it. It's got the ECS. I think it's got the speech synthesis with it. With it. And I think it might have some games. Well, you actually bought a box one? Yes, it's box. It's even in its poly so, still. Which uh, what will they go for? About. I don't know. Anywhere up to £100. Right. But it's got the extras. The speech synthesis and the ECS, the computer module, uh, are quite worthwhile getting. And it's all come in a bundle. So hopefully that should be with me very soon before I go on holiday. I hope. Right. So I bought that, um, a game called Night Stalker. And I bought it from that retro game shop. That looks a bit like Berserk. It is a bit like Berserk. It's almost like a maze game, and you've got robots following you around, and you've got bats and spiders. It's a real great little game. And that's the kid up the road from me when I was a little kid had one, and I only played mm. it a few times, and that was one of the games he had. And the other one was Lock and Chase, which I've also just Has bought from eBay. Has that got speech eBay. synthesis in that game? I don't think that one has. So you was... need a separate program to, to run the speech, do you? There was only about five or six games that had speech in, and I don't think those ones had speech. But, but, how, the, but how does the speech synthesizer work? It's is a it, big chunky plug-in thing you plug in the right, side of okay. it. It's massive. So you well. needed it to play that game. Certain games, yeah, but you, yeah. You, it would work without the speech. Yeah. You should listen to Intellivisionary's podcast, mate. You'll learn all about this. I've got so many podcasts to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, well, the good thing is I'm going to be listening to a load on the plane next week when I go away. I'm going yeah. away to America next week, remember? So I'm going to sort of stack up all my... Uh, so that's quite early then. Podcasts. I was wondering whether that's earlier than the Spectrum. I know you had... Speech synthesis on the spectrum. The Kura speech synthesizer. Yeah, I remember that. Remember? Big box in the back. Yeah, I remember those. Did I, you have one in the day? I did. No, because the games that I had had speech built yes. into them. Yeah, but the Kura was actual code. Was um, more hardware to run speech. Yeah, I think certain games used that hardware. Right. If you didn't have the hardware, they used to run anyway. You didn't have yeah. the speech. So you know, I bought this. I bought this other game, Lock and Chase, which is an arcade game which runs really nice on television. And I bought that box as well. That came, it's really nice. It's got the little overlays. I love the artwork on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice little sort of gatefold sleeve on, on the box. Little sort of plastic area to put the cartridge in. It's got these little, oh, yeah. a little manual in the side and a slit mm. in the side, the, the overlays. It's a really nice 
collector's thing. And you've got a nice shelf to go onto. It's going to have, I think. I'm, 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 <laughs> Don't touch. <laughs> some of the Intellivision games, they're quite involved. Uh, and there's quite a lot of sports games in which I'm not interested in. I'm not, I haven't got the time to get involved. And, mm. But some of them are quite interesting, and they didn't come out on any other systems. But the, some of them I really like. There's a few that came out later, and there's homebrews still being made in television. Fantastic. So I'm going to get into that a little bit as well. And I can't wait for the real machine to come as well. Yeah. I can't wait to just feel that thing again. Because they've yeah. got quite odd controllers. They've got this disc controller that nobody gets on with. And yeah. I've been told that you do get used to it, so I'm going to hopefully get into that. So I bought that from eBay as well. That came pretty quick. I also bought an Intellivision product catalogue, which is a really smart little booklet that tells you about all the games. It was released back in the day as a sort of advertisement. Oh, a bit like games. our Nintendo books. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to give it to Paul, yeah. my friend from the Intellivision, because he's agreed to send me some cartridge games while I'm in America. Cool. He's going to send them to the... Uh, I think he's got some doubles, and he's going to send me some. So thanks, Paul, and I hope you enjoy his catalogue. I've also got Kevin Savitz, one of the guys from the Antic Atari podcast. I'm meeting up with him in Portland uh, next week. And we're going to go to Ground Control, the barcade. I've got him a little something as well that I'm going to sort of give to him for, for helping us out and, and showing us around Portland, hopefully. So, any pickups for you, bloke? Well, you know, I picked up that Helifire PCB. It was a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, a bit of a shame, that, wasn't anyway, it? Well, the packaging was really bad. I hate it when they do that. It looked like someone had stomped on the middle of well, it. Why is some, something so rare in such crappy... Uh, Box, yeah, yeah. You know, well, the thing was, it, it could have it could have had a bit more wrapping around it, but I think what happened is someone had flipping stepped on it. It looked like someone the, crunched the box the middle had of it. no strength to it. You no. know, it was just rubbish, really. But I managed to get half my money back on it. Oh, which good, was good. That's a bit of help. Hopefully, yeah. that's to, to repair it. Yeah, yeah, to repair it. So it I saw a few broken pots in there, and I said, "Mate, that ain't going to work." So yeah. we haven't even plugged it in yet. We yeah. think it goes in your space fiber, don't we? Yes. And we didn't. Even, I said, "Don't even bother plugging it in because that needs repairing." Because it was the it was the the colour, pot, colour, the colour. Yeah. So I don't think you get any colour on the screen yeah. if that's the case. So we need to have a look at. I'm going to send it up to my mate Neil Bruce. Oh yeah, okay. He's, he's the Nintendo really, guy. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. really helpful. Really, really great guy. Excellent. Um, I picked up some uh, Nintendo flyers, which uh, from Muddy Music. Ollie. Oh right, yeah, Sent nice. me, which he got from a raid um, not that long ago. Which he found an okay. old operator. Oh, he got into one of the barn raids. He, he did, yeah, and he oh, found nice. his old Nintendo flyers, you know, versus flyers, which are quite oh, nice. Oh, nice, yeah, cool. An old punch out um, flyer, original flyer. Excellent. So that's quite nice, but yeah, we've just been saving me money up, mate, saving me pennies. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that afterwards. <laughs> I might have to tell you off a little bit. Yeah. I was looking through the loft for some things to take to Arc Aid the mm. other day. I think I took a trackball with me for their centipede I didn't use. And I actually found uh, Intellivision Lives for the PlayStation 2, which has got about 60 games oh, on it. Yeah. And that runs better than the handheld thing I bought. So I, I had that all along, and I completely forgot about it. So I have to run that on the old PS2. There's a lot of those. Go. I think there's one on the DS, you know. There is. Apparently, it's really yeah. good. You can get it real cheap. So if you want yes. to get into Intellivision, yeah, that's one of the cheaper ways of doing it. Yeah, I think so. Also, must say, big thanks to Chun, Vibribbon. He sent me um, an Apple Mac mouse for my new laptop. Because I've I not been getting on that well with the, the trackpad, but I'm getting better at it. And it's quite, it's actually quite good when you get into it. But I wanted a, a mouse for doing more of the artwork and stuff. So he sent me a free mouse, which is a proper Apple one, which is a really Brilliant. nice looking thing. So thank you very much, John. Let's go on to feedback. Feedback from who? Have you had any, or is it all from, from me? Because I, I check the feedbacks. No, I don't check the feedbacks. Yeah, I know, you lazy guys. You do all that. Anyway. I was listening to Retro Obscure the other day. I've, I've finally got up to uh, their their newest one. I think they're up to podcast 26. 
by the time I speak about it, probably another two knowing them. And right at the end of it, they give us a really, really nice shout out. They're, I think Aaron Hickman there, who's diagamblic, who does a lot of uh, uh, music, and hopefully he's going to do us some jingles for this podcast. He said some really nice things about us, and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Dubstep Dab. And thank you, Sweet, the guys running that. I've also put a show note on our website, so our listeners can also check out Aaron's music, which is really cool. He's done some good synthesizer stuff. It's really nice. Sean Holly has given us some, give me some live feedback, actually, when I saw him Nerd. And he suggested we should do a reasonably popular game. Because we do some quite obscure ones. I'm talking about Retro Obscure a second ago. And he reckons we should do some a reasonably popular game that everyone's sort of familiar with. You can play along with us. Yeah. So I think we should do maybe not such an obscure one for the next one. Yeah? Oh, definitely. Because it's your pick, actually, so it's up to you. Also, I almost forgot, the Retro Obscure guys want to do something with us. Because they do a lot of obscure games, and they do cover arcade as well as console and computer games. So hopefully we're going to get on to them, do a Skype thing with those, and maybe do a challenge with them, play oh, a game against them. Yeah, yeah we'll go around brilliant. my place. I've got all Skype set up on my laptop, get the mics out, and we can talk to them. Yeah, we have let's to sort do, it. Of do it. Let's do it. We'll organise that, because they're obviously different time zone from us and everything. We'll organise it sometime. We'll do something with them. I was talking to you, John, Pac-Man83, who's doing his uh, world record attempt there. And he likes the way, he was saying how he likes the podcast. And he calls me the straight guy. The straight guy. So what does that make you? The bent guy. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> what, bent like in like terms of uh, a bit dodgy? Yeah, dodgy yeah, cockney, cockney geezer. Yeah. I don't mind that. Bent is a temp-ob note you yeah. are, mate. Well, yeah. yeah, so he likes the way we, we do things, which is nice of him to say, so thanks, John. Any feedback is good for no feedback, I guess. It is, absolutely. We've had some Facebook feedback from a guy called Paul Stevenson. Uh, he says, Enjoy the podcast, guys. As originally from the UK, but spent nearly all his life in Florida. Lucky him. You are really feeding my impulse to buy to build a MAME cab. Keep up the great work. So I said, yes, build yourself a MAME cab. Probably start off with a bar top first, because they're a bit easy to make. Yeah. So hopefully you can do that and play along with us. Yeah. Nice Here's to hear Paul. from him. Thank you. That's about it, actually. And the usual people playing along the game of the week with us and annihilating my scores. You got any shout-outs for us, mate? Yeah, I've got a shout-out to Al, Pac-Man. Um, doing a great job on my Popeye. Ah, elaborate on the Popeye. I don't think you've told well, the I've already got a Popeye. Okay? Of course, and of course. Which I was going to restore. I was yep. going to do it anyway, but I don't have a setup. I don't have a garage. You know, I did my last one, my Donkey Kong 3. I had to set up a tent in the garden. Yeah, the paint which, fume marquee, which, we call it. Yeah, which turned out to be the worst month of the year to do it. It's just nothing but rain. Oh, nice. And the whole tent filled up with flies, and I just kept sticking to the paint, and, you know, I just thought, God. But I did, I enjoyed doing it, and I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it's getting the time. And, and, the, and I would do yeah. it again, but I don't have the time, and I don't really have the space, and the missus really doesn't want another tent up in the garden, so he offered the cab to me, so oh. he's been doing that. He's so fully said, restored it, has he so already? So this one is going to RGP, James, my Ah, one. I knew about this because I spoke to RGP the other day. Which is a great idea because I can get to play it when I go to his meets. Yeah, yeah, they can have a, a, I think they can have a bit of a line-up of uh, Nintendo cards, which is nice. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Two lin- line-ups of Nintendos in this country is great in my it mind. Is indeed. My other shout-out to is to Ben Foster's Purity. Who fixed both my Mario Brothers PCBs in no time at all? He's fixed them. Yep. Ah, cool. Said well there was done. Hardly anything wrong with them. Oh, that's excellent. Because yeah. when I had them, you gave them to test because I had an adapter, 
the Donkey Kong adapter for Jammer. And they were running. I think one of them was running, but it had, it had really dark colours and kept resetting. Yeah. So that sounds like a simple fix. Don't know what, but it sounds simple. I think the other one was dead. Yes. But he's fixed both of them already. Both of them, yeah. He said oh, no, nice no time at all. Which oh, that's fantastic. Really cool, Ben. Well done. Oh, you won, Ben. Thank you so much for that. It's Buy really that man great. a point or yes. three. So those can go in my Popeye, couldn't they? They can, yeah. Horizontal yeah. screen. You can whip yeah. them straight over, I think. Which is a nice idea, because I was going to get a Mario Brothers cab. Have there, you got I a control thinking, panel? A double control I've panel got to play two players? I've That'll do the job. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, a bit of Mario Brothers dual Change play is really good. Yeah, that'd be really nice. It's nice to have a cab where you can put other games in yes. quite quickly. Yeah. Not quite a multi-cab, but you can just whip another game in there quick. Just a quick Or any other versus game I could stick in there, couldn't I? If you can get the boards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well done. Which is quite cool. Excellent. So, yeah, thanks for that, Ben. I think we should also shout out to the Four Quarter Arcade Bar, which yes. I believe is now opening, but not quite officially opened yet. Yes, well, that is something I was going to go over, actually. Okay, um, you're we, the man in the know. We've got a meet here at the Nintendo Arcade next Saturday, and then uh, and then a few of us are going up to the Barcade Four Quarters. Oh, excellent. Is this when I'm on holiday? Yeah. So I'm not invited. Right. Yeah, cheers, well, mate. Invite yeah, you, yeah, okay. You... <laughs> you were invited, Vic, but you're always on holiday. Of course you can come. Alex. You know that. Alex, you're dead to me. You helped me build the Nintendo Arcade. It's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sorry, mate. We'll be missing you, but you'll be going to far better arcades. I'm yep. sure you will be. Take pictures. Report on what's going on when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. James deal. might be coming now. I'm not oh, nice. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if he is, but yeah, that'd be cool. travel for him. Cool. They've got a pinball up there as well now. Have they really? Yeah. Which one? I'm not sure. Oh, report back. Some, report yes, back. We'll find out. Looking forward to that. Oh, excellent! It's getting a lot of press that place, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's open now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, guys, get up there. Yeah. And, but if you want to go and meet us, we'll be up there next Saturday on the nineteenth. It's a date. Yes. Excellent. Let's go on to our segment. What console computer game should have been in the arcades? Have you got some picks for us, or do you want to do mine first? You do yours first. Okay. One of them, I talked about a minute ago, Night Stalker from the Intellivision. It's a cool little, almost like a maze game, but a bit more claustrophobic than, than Berserk. You can't run around as much. You sort of, a certain lanes you're stuck to. But I think if they, they toughened the, the levels up a little bit, because it's a bit easy when you start, and it, it goes up at 5,000, 10,000, 15,000. You get more robots, different robots. But, I mean, if you had multiple robots in that game, it is perfect, the arcade. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know why no one did it already. It was a really good little game. So that's one of them I'd like to see in the arcade. I'd like to see in the arcade. I'd see that running, mate. Yeah, you'll come around when the yeah. television's up and running, yeah. And also, it's quite a modern game. It took nearly two years to come out on the Dreamcast. And it was a modern game. After modern the Dream- game? Yep. A game called Sturmwind. Yeah. It's from a German developer. And I pre-ordered it. Because uh, they they do some really cool shooters, these guys. And I pre-ordered it uh, since when I got it. It was over two years in the until I got it in the making. Because they kept putting it back and oh, had problems with it. Yeah. yeah, and it was a right pain. I almost had my money back a few times. When I got it, it is such a cool game. And yeah. that, in a modern candy cab, and we're talking, we're not talking ultra. We're talking, you know, sort of LCD widescreen monitor on one of these sound. new stereo loud. A few less buttons would be better because it uses quite a lot of buttons. There's quite a lot going on. But the, yeah. the graphics and the sound on the game are amazing. It suit a modern arcade yeah. really, really well. Because they can overcomplicate an easier shooter, can't they? A good yeah. shooter yeah. with too many buttons. I think this one is a little bit complicated. But you remember, it was for the Dreamcast. Yeah. It wasn't meant for an arcade game. But if they sort yes. of simplified the shooting 
parts of it and the, the level ups and that, it would make an absolute stunker really like of a, a game. lot of the Dreamcast games, but I never liked the controller. I hated that controller. And they do a really, really good arcade controller. Yeah. The, the Dreamcast, I've still yes. got one, they're really yeah. good. Yeah, so they had a lot of um, Naomi ports, Naomi mm. arcade ports. Nearly all of them came out on the Dreamcast, which mm. is a cheap way of playing them at home, I suppose. Tell me about your picks. One Sinclair Spectrum game, yeah. Death Chase. Oh. Do you remember Death Chase? 1983. Is that the one where you, you see the handlebars, the guys yeah. holding on the hand, you sort of motorbike going through a forest trying yeah, to doesn't miss look anything the... like a front of a motorcycle. It's a square <laughs> thing, isn't it? For, for me, anyway, I used to be a motorcyclist. Um, but yeah, this was a great game. I love this game. Chasing, I don't think I've ever played it, you know. And you've got these two bikes you're chasing. Oh, I see. And occasionally, a bit like um, Battlezone, you get a tank go across the horizon that you can shoot, you know. It sounds a bit odd. Why, why would you be on a motorbike in a forest chasing other bikes with tanks on it? I wouldn't be in that forest. Well, I, just I, don't leave. Know. <laughs> it, I think it's taking some part or some idea from Star Wars, you know, the speeder bike chase. Oh, yes. It feels a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. It's a flat-on game, not an isometric game. It's, it's 3D. It's kind of 3D. Oh, really? it's the, yeah, because the trees are coming towards you and you're going through the forest. That would be awesome in an arcade. With handlebars. With hand, Yeah, you could have handlebars. Almost like Paperboy. Yeah, faster. you could have that. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really, really cool. Excellent. It's a fantastic game. But, you know, I played it on the, the Spectrum not that long ago. I loaded it up and it's got to be one of the longest loading games. Oh, really? It was about 40 minutes. That's a long time. Yeah, okay. It's mad. I mean, there are two versions. You can get a shorter version. I must have played the original one. Yeah, was that like the 1 to 8K version or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other game is Daredevil Dennis for the BBC Micro and Commodore 64. I know the name, don't know the game. What was that about? A sort of a platform game where you you're the sort of stunt man, Dennis. Yeah. And you can use a variety of vehicles to get to the end of the level. And the levels are kind of like um, you've got sort of four levels on each screen. Yeah. And as you go through one level, you, you reappear further down the screen. Oh, so it wraps you're... around, yeah. Yeah, it wraps around. Okay. And all you've got to do is just get over these hazards, which would be spiders, uh, houses. So and all you've got is. That's quite accelerate and stop. That's two quite different hazards: a spider yeah. and a house. <laughs> the spider is the same size as the house. It's either a massive house or a really a small yeah. house or a massive spider. But the, the funny thing is about the game: you've okay. only got two buttons: accelerate and stop. Oh, so and sorry, and jump. That's so it. it's almost like a um, those runner games on the mobile yeah. phones, where you sort of just got to control one or two yeah. things, where you're just constantly moving. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how would they do that in the arcade? So two buttons in the arcade, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, quite simple control, yeah. I suppose, wouldn't it? I've, I've, it's, it's quite a cutesy little game. I really enjoyed it as a kid. Excellent. Yeah. We have some listener picks. I've got a very long list of these. I'll read them out sort of every week. And one of them comes from uh, Gundam on Arcade Otaku. And he reckons Iridium on the oh, Commodore 64, yeah. the old shooter. Yeah, I played that. Uh, not sure exactly what it might have looked like, but it would have retained the C64 aesthetics and was still all bass relief with Gurad shading and Fong lighting, which is a more modern uh, graphics, if you know yeah. what I mean, the sort of 3D effects. Uh, sort of you know what I loved about effects. the game was the spaceship looked like the Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. And when it used to get to the end of the ship that you were shooting on, yeah. to turn around, it'd flip over, and it's a really ah. cool way. And I know what you're turn... talking about, because I remember the, this, the, the, the box art was really cool on that. Yes. The 64. I think it came out on the Spectrum but as I've well. I've never seen that done in any other game, just the way the ship flipped over. Yeah, cool. It was really cool. Yeah, some yeah, of those old be... games, they had a lot of imagination. Yeah. That's brilliant. 
everything that we play today comes from these old ones, you know. And the other one is from a guy called Steve Gray from Jamma Plus Forums. And I really like the idea of this. BC's Quest for Tires. Remember that? No, I don't. Don't remember BC's? It's almost like a runner game. And it's sort of, I think you're sort of moving along and you've got obstacles to jump over. And you're a little caveman on a sort of little stone unicycle. And it's almost like a runner game where you've just got, well, like you say with the other game, you could just use one or two buttons yeah. just to accelerate and jump. And you've got to sort of um, negotiate the jumps and that sort of thing. But yeah. That would be a cool little game. And, and the, the guy, the BC Squares with Tires, I think originally was um, a cartoon in an American newspaper. And the guys had really big noses and they were sort of old, you know, this yeah. sort of old bear skin, yeah, caveman yeah. sort of yeah. thing. So that would be really cool. The, the, those sort of games, I know they're really primitive when you first look at them, but they're so addictive. And these are yeah. the sort of games that people play on mobile phones today. Yes. They're simple, they're, simple, they're addictive, yeah. but you can imagine it back in the day, people would just be putting money and money and money in it. Yeah. Just to get to the end of that level. What level did you get to, mate? Oh, I've got you in the level three. Well, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to put more yeah, in. You yeah, know what I mean? It was, it was, awesome. The game was quick and it was over quick, but it was very competitive. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and very and well. very addictive. Yeah. Well, I, I reckon with that game, maybe not having the buttons, maybe a trackball. You've got to whiz the trackball along. The faster you hit the trackball, yeah. and got bits of your skin underneath the top, the top yeah. of the trackball as well, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen games. I think Combat School. There were certain versions of Combat School. You used a trackball. You you whizzed it along to get the guys running on there. But that'd be the same kind of thing, I think. Yeah, I was never a fan of trackballs. Depends what game it is, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, they are dangerous flipping things. If you get your, yeah. your hand done, I mean, you get you know, your wisdom along. little kids with their little fingers under that. Yeah, it's dangerous. No? I don't think the health and safety is letting you do that nowadays. So, yeah, keep. we'd like more listener picks, please, because I've got a list of them at the moment, and we keep constantly looking through different games and working out you know, what might be in the good in the arcade. So send them in, please. Oh. Your feedback is awesome. Right, let's get down to business. Game of the week. Game of the week. What this podcast is all about. Not this week, eh? <laughs> no, we should skip it. <laughs> well, yeah. I think in future, we talked about this, if we get a bit of a naff game in future, we'll obviously review on it. We promise to yeah, do that, we we'll review it. But I think what we might do is not spend that much time on it and get a better game that's similar to it and report on that as well. Yeah. We might do a little segment where I talk about Another game and the, the cab, which yes. I like more. Is, you love that artwork. I love the artwork. I yes. like a dedicated cab. That's coming soon, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I like the jammer stuff I and mean, I like the games, but that—that's all there is to talk about. There's nothing. There's no yeah. cabinet or artwork or. Yeah, mainly kits, weren't they? Yeah, you, you're talking really... about a full-on machine, dedicated, lovely side art, controls, exactly. the marquee, everything about but it. But I understand, you know. I mean, that's where my interest is. I can understand why people like the Jammer stuff, because that's where they're interested. Maybe a bit yeah. younger than me. I'm an old git. You More know, the gameplay. I like, play, I like yeah. the old stuff. And I can understand why people like the the late 80s, early 90s stuff. That's cool. But they had more imagination in the cabinet design back then. Of course. It wasn't just a black-sided thing with a sticker stuck on it. They were full-on Come and play art. me, they were saying. Yeah, yeah. Come and play awesome. me. So we'll do that next time yeah we'll still do the jammer stuff but yep, we'll do yep. a bit more you're going to report on a certain cab tell us yeah. all about it. we won't particularly play the game because a lot of these cabs yeah. are obvious games people have yeah. played the flipping games before but you're going to talk about the cab and i shall look at it as well and yeah, yeah we'll go into it yeah, yeah i think that's so. a good idea so let's get down to it let's do this game of the week what's it about then Vic? well it's un un defense force colon earth joker by a company called Visco, 1993. It's the latest, ga- later game. It was an eight-way stick game, two buttons, 
shoot, and if you hold down shoot, you can charge up your weapon, like a lot of these old shooters did. And you had a smart bomb, smart bomb button as well. Uh, this was chosen by Paul Nermanen, who is uh, Nermix from the Intellivisionaries podcast, who's now banned from listening because he put such a rubbish... <laughs> I'm going to have words with him oh, about dear. this. He... Shame on you. Let's <laughs> get out! Yeah, but it's obviously a game he plays, and it's uh, it's a shooting game. It's a vertical shmup. Yeah, it's very difficult, and it's similar to a ton of other games. You know, you're a ship. You can choose from four ships at the very start of the game. You know, you had a girl flying one, you had another guy, and different characters you can choose. And they've got different kinds of weapons, and when you get these power-ups, you can get different things going on and different smart bombs. And... Um, it's it's a very difficult game, I thought. It's a bit clunky, and you can get killed by everything, I noticed. Let's go back to the power-ups. See, yeah? I was collecting his power-ups, and I didn't notice any difference at all. Your ship is very... The worst thing I found about this game is your ship is very, very slow at the start. And a lot of games, like uh, Gradius, for instance, mm. you, you start off quite slow... But you can pick up a speed up almost straight away. You yeah, hit the you first few buttons. It tells you down the bottom what your power up, and you can choose. Yes, where it you lights them up which it. ones you can choose. Well, this one, yeah. I really couldn't tell what it was doing to me, my ship. To be honest with you, there was lasers all over the place. And it there? seemed like, okay, should I take that chance and go for this power up? I'm going to risk dying here. Yeah, for something that really is not going to make much difference. What I found as well was the screen was so busy. With mm. enemies and all the graphics, all your sprites are really big as well. Mm. So it makes maneuvering your spaceship quite difficult. And I found when you're trying to sort of get out of the way of the pink things they're fl- throwing at you, the pink um, fire they're throwing at you, you tend to just get everything that comes out of the spaceships. You get all the power ups. You can't choose which one you want. You just got to get the lot. Mm. And they've got letters on to tell you what they are. And I didn't really know what they were. No. Like you said, I just got them and hope for the best. Yeah. And also. A lot of games you can you can charge up um, a weapon like in 1943 you can do that and you you throw it out but if you charge halfway and throw it out it will throw out quite a, a big charge. Yeah. On this thing you get nothing if you yeah. don't charge it all the way up and then release it. Yeah. You get nothing and it takes ages. It seems like an age to to charge it up and that, I found the game just really frustrating yeah. like that. Yeah. When you charge it up, I mean, it did make a difference when you charged it up to yeah, maximum yeah. power, but. You know, the explosions were a little bit mediocre, weren't they? And just when I've played sort of other games, it's just bigger, you know, you felt more power. Yeah. Um, when you're waiting that long for something to charge up, you want power and in you your can't, hands, don't you? You haven't got enough time to charge because yeah. you've got to get out of the way of stuff and shoot it to stop it shooting at you. And you don't get enough time. It takes, it just seems so long to charge up. Yeah. But when you do get it charged and you hit the button and let it go, It'll wipe out everything that's firing at yeah. you. So if someone's firing loads of weapons that you can't really get out of the way, like yeah. a bullet hell, you can get out of the way, but you've got to charge it early. You've got to know when to mm. charge. I just couldn't get into it to do that. Yeah. I found the game very, very frustrating. And what is it with those bloody clouds yeah. in this game? Too Everyone was moaning about clouds. At the start of the game, when you put your 10 pence in and you choose your character... The story just goes on forever. It doesn't mm. let you play for... I don't know how long it was, because I was pressing F10 on main to whiz through it, because you can whiz through, you, you can make the, yeah. the frame skip really quick. And it seemed to take ages. It was giving yeah. me this all boring story about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just couldn't be asked to listen to it. <laughs> and, sort of, and then you get... When you start the game, you, you're sort of whizzed by loads of clouds, yeah. almost like a, um, a parallax scrolling effect. But, but you worse. can't see what's going on. And then when worse. you're trying to play the game, and, and there's loads of stuff firing, and you're trying to shoot... 
you get all these flipping clouds again and you don't know what's going on you can't no. see anything they just made the game annoying by putting these damn clouds in it. Well, when you talk about parallax scrolling, I mean, this is the year, not with it, 93 it came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, they could have had a lot better so, than that. So, you know, you had Axley on the snares, which is just so much better oh, than this. blows it away, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. And this is an arcade game. So, yeah. to me, this is the demise of the arcade game. This is just not on, really. The weird thing is, Visco made some really cool games. They did yeah. quite a lot of games on the Neo Geo. Some really nice games yeah, as well. Yeah, I bet they did. But this one was just, I think, I'd call it shovelware. The characters were pretty an ugly. They were an ugly bunch. Yeah. Really. They weren't well-drawn sprites no. at all, were they? And I didn't really notice. I couldn't tell the difference between each of the four different characters. You know, normally you find one's a bit better at doing yeah. some things. They're all the flipping same. Yeah, they didn't look like it? fighter pilots. They looked like bus drivers. Eh... <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, I, very uh, dull portraits. What did you think of the sound in the game? Uh, nothing really. Annoying, it didn't weren't do anything I? Anything for me at all? I didn't really notice no. the sound. It's one of those games when I play a game, I like to get immersed into it, and I like yeah. to get into it and listen to the sounds. Because I mean, sometimes when I'm playing at home and the wife's in bed and I'm just having a quick late night in in the front room, or whatever, I put my headphones on. I really mm. get into it. I just couldn't, I couldn't think of doing so this. It's so important in the game, isn't it? it, it absolutely, it, it, it is. It's yeah. so, so important. But sometimes you've actually got to listen out for a game. Yeah. You've got to listen for certain things coming well, on you in know, the game. You know, you've picked something up because you get a sound to, yeah, to yeah. tell you or, you know, anything like that. If you haven't got a, a great sound or great music, yeah. for a better word, um, yeah, it doesn't mean much really. I yeah. can't play a game with no music, no sound on. No, because some, well, early on in, in Mame's life, they would get the games running and mm. playable and the graphics correct, and then they'd sort of do the sound later. So early on, a lot of main games didn't have any sound, and mm. it, it just seems flat. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, this isn't the full experience. I want. Well, when you I shoot something, you want an explosion that sounds like an explosion, a big one, don't you? It's like that. I didn't feel like I had any power in this game. Guns, guns, you know what guns. I mean? You're yeah. something, you want big explosions. You want you hear that laser charging up. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you want to get shoot off and explode. Yeah. It was just none of that. Well, that's if you've got half an hour to wait for it to charge up. That is. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's about it for me, really, on this game. Another thing that I found annoying and made it even more difficult is. It was. It'd be okay if your sprite was quite big, and you only had a small hitbox. Yeah. A lot of the modern shooting games, like the bullet hell games, the cave games, that sort of thing, is your ship or your character is quite big, mm. but the hitbox is usually like a circle around it. If your your character gets hit and not in the hitbox, you can survive. So you can sort of scrape yourself around bullets. Yeah. And not get hit. It's only when it get, hits that tiny hitbox you'll get you'll lose a life. But this thing, if 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 a bullet or a pink thing that came at you even scraped the side of your ship, you're dead, yeah. gone. I was just getting killed, killed, killed. Game over in less mm. than twenty seconds. I was like, oh goodness sake. And it's yeah, it was awful game. Uh, was there any cabinet art, or was it just a kit? No, it's just a kit. It's <sighs> just a jammer. Even game, worse. You know. Who? I mean, oh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even get this board if I could. Oh, no. no, nothing well, for me. Because there's so many. So many other games of that genre that are so much better, isn't there? Absolutely. Really? I mean, we that's what I was saying earlier. If we find a game that is really rubbish, and we yeah. sort of both agree, I think we should just give a quick review to it, but review one that's similar, but a lot better. Well, this is the trouble with gaming, because, you know, there isn't that many great games which you consider classics. And what would you rather play? Would you rather play something that's really mediocre, really boring? Yeah, or hear us talking about a mediocre game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like... Turn it off now. I don't like... <laughs> 
sometimes I like to slate a game, especially yeah. if it's got loads to slate, which is yeah. different than this game, which was... And I like to give a rubbish game a good slate and give it a good bashing. But this game, it was just... Yeah, it doesn't do it, anything know? different, does it? I, I, I played oh. a little bit and tried to get a score up because, as usual... Sean Holly was playing along with us, and he was doing yeah. really well. I think you got a reasonable score from what you was hinting at. And I tried to get a, at least a, a respectable score, and I don't even think I did. Really. I just no. couldn't. I just couldn't be bothered with it. And you it's just not, rather play something else. Yeah, I've been yeah. playing Berserk Slow Bullets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was playing it yeah. today. So yeah, I, I know yeah. how you feel about that. I think to improve the game, a smaller ship would have been better, quicker controls, or early speed ups like in Gradius, where you can get one almost straight away. Less blipping clouds and more yeah. interesting characters. Yeah, better sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, better sound. More interesting end of level bosses. They were quite boring. Oh, I only got to one end of level boss. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, they were quite simple to defeat. Yeah. Not too hard. <sighs> so. Because usually an end yeah. of level boss has got certain completely different characteristics. There'll be a completely different monster from the next one, yeah. or a ship, or some sort of entity. Yeah. But this thing, I think, it's just a big ship. Yeah. I only got to one. I didn't bother with it. Yeah. And there was not a lot of information about this on the internet either. I did no. much research. There's not even a wiki page for it. I think there was um, a flyer maybe we've got in the show notes. So all in all, big thumbs down. Um, can you be asked to even tell me about your score? 273. What, 273 points? 273,000. 194,000-ish <laughs> I got. <laughs> And I think Sean Holly give us a massive in my face. I think he got over five hundred thousand on it. Mm, he always does, doesn't he? Mm. But he had the patience, really. He's a very patient man. Well, we're interested in what Paul gets for it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to it's ask his him. favorite games. This is his favorite game. I don't know about favorite, but it's one he sort of suggests. I'll, I'll get on to him and see what his yeah. score is on it. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. You know, as a kid, you, you know, playing these games now, you've got this nostalgia trip with it. I mean, there's games that I like that most people must think I'm crazy to like this game. Like yeah. ba- I quite like Bagman. Yeah, you know, I know that's a really hard game. Very difficult. Not many people like that. So it's more of a nostalgia thing for me. But us visiting these games now, yeah, when we played so many other games and so many classic games, no, we're sport for it, choice. It, now, we're, aren't we? we are we're sport for choice. So that's difficult. Mm. But no, well, it's good to review it anyway. Yeah, let's forget about this. When we talked yeah. loads of other stuff, I've been, you know, quite busy. Uh, it's next show's game, and it's your pick. What should we do next time? Oh, I'm going to choose Donkey Kong Free. Oh, I knew it was coming up. Yeah, classic yeah. game. Good one. Good yes. choice. That's about all from us, I think. Yeah. So please keep listening. Got an interview with RGP James in a minute. I'm going to put on for you. And this was taken live at NERG two yep. weeks ago. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks very much for putting up with a rubbish game this week. We're sorry. We're very sorry. And we'll have a better one next time. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm here with James, RGP, at NERG. How are you doing, James? All right? I'm all right. Thanks, Vic. Enjoying that pint I just bought you? Yeah, he bribed me into doing an interview, yeah, basically, yeah. with a pint of Guinness. You've got to have a pint of Guinness. To uh, in a plastic cup, no less. So, obviously... Um... Nom, 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 nom. Nice. Yeah. So how's, it been, how's it been so far? Everything holding up okay? To be fair, everything has been great and we've had a lot of help off uh, a lot of the volunteers who are helping here at NERG as well with the unloading and placing and things like that. Yep. Uh, technical wise, uh, two machines total. That have out of how many? Out of, out of 100 of which 80 are ours. Whoa. 
That's good, though, isn't it? Just two. We've got a monitor fault, which is just vibration. In fact, both of them are vibration damage in transit. Oh, OK. That's uh, bad, isn't one it? One was the way the power cable was hooked around all inside. It was putting too much stress on it, and it's pulled at the plug oh, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the frame, uh, on the chassis. And the other one, something similar. No very, bad very thing, then? Two out no, of eight is I, not bad, is it? I fixed one out the back. I'm just waiting for it to shut later so I can put it back on and oh, maybe nice. we can play some burger time tomorrow. So my old machines that I sold you are running okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I was playing earlier, playing Berserk and Phoenix. Uh-huh. I wish I hadn't sold them to you now, actually. <laughs> when I come back and play that Phoenix, it's still a bit wobbly like it was when I sold it to you, and it's still going. <laughs> Which is really nice some to some, see. I think it's the AC filter cap. That's yeah, yeah, I think I'll replace that. I don't, that I don't know. It's, it's what, it wobbles, but it's it's not that noticeable. When it gets warm, it actually gets better. Hey, that's arcade authenticity. I sold you that. No extra price. Proves, it, proves it's not an LCD in there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. nice, no nice crisp LCD screens. No, none of them. None of those for us. Well, I'm having a whale of a time here, mate. I think it's really good. Um, I can I can fault nothing. I don't think. Any, anything you can think of? Let's get the bad points out of the way first, shall we? Oh, bad points. Now None you, really. Now you're really putting me on the spot. Um, I think it's a little bit warm in there, but where we are now, that's the cafe area, it's lovely. Yeah, the cafe is beautiful out here, actually. Yeah. Uh, I really like the, the, the place as well. It's a nice place. The only thing that does my head in is those big yellow lights, but fortunately this year yeah. we've managed to get a quarter of the place turned off. Yeah. Um, it's if, nice and dark if, in there, I yeah, It's lovely. If we talk, if we start planning it now for next year... Yeah then I think I can probably get them to turn pretty much the whole of that bottom half where we've put the arcade yeah, I've time. had no problem with the lights, actually. I've been good on every game. There's just one or two machines towards the edge of it. Oh, yeah, a bit, get a bit uh, of a light dazzle, yeah? Yeah, a bit of dazzle, like Berserk's in a bit of a bad place. But... Yeah. I've said that in my arcade garage. If I go in there and try and play with the lights on, no chance. I've got to put the old blue lights on and get it all nice oh, yeah. and dark well, in there. Well, you've got to have it authentic. It's got to look like an arcade. Yeah, yeah, dirty and smelly and horrible. Mm. So it should be. <laughs> So other anything else you've done here so far? You've been looking at the consoles and anything? I, mate, I haven't had time, no time. to leave the arcade. This is, I, I got a coffee earlier uh, at 10 to 12, which I've been promising myself since 10.30. Yeah, yeah. And this is the f- second time I've left the arena since this morning, since getting here. So Hard I haven't work, even had yeah. a chance to... It's just the fact that you... You get about 0.3 seconds before everybody descends on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In between, so you go and credit a machine, and then you get 0.3 seconds, and you know three or, people, three or four other people want you for something, and you know, and then somebody from a podcast wants to come and interview you. Yeah, but you love it, mate. Don't give me none of that. You well, love that's it. because apparently I'm a limelight-hogging, attention-seeking, egotistical media whore. I'd say that. put that on your gravestone. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's a big acronym. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, the only way they yeah, get it on there. Let's put some letters into that. Yeah, but you love it. Uh, I think everyone else does, and we appreciate you doing it. I, think. I love doing the events. You um, must be the biggest um, uh, guy here, uh, giving the machines up. I suppose eighty machines in this donation. Yeah, but it's more about the sum of it all. It's yeah. not. I mean, if you notice, we haven't even put banners up. We don't feel. Oh, yeah. it's... Where's my picture? Oi! Just what, thought about that. The what, ten pence arcade picture? picture you got at your last gig you had. When you, when you come up to the party, yeah, which I'm sure you're about to ask me about. It might be. <laughs> Segway, nice little radio yeah. segue there. Um, when you come up there, we're going to do another publicity shot for you guys. Oh, nice. And so see if we can bolster your promotion. And, uh... I'll put some makeup on this time, yeah? <laughs> Comb me out. Well, you got to... <laughs> put some makeup on Alex. <laughs> put, some, put some nice lipstick on I'll him. Get, I'll get my missus on it and see if she can uh, get some... Straighten his hair for him. <laughs> no, he seems beard. to like the curly, rough sort of... Look at me, mate. I'm a builder, innit, Mark? <laughs> well... He's got the looks, I've got the brains. Uh, together you can money. make lots of money. No, we don't. None at all. Not with you, sponsors, anyway, you tight gets. You mean you're tight gets? Hey, listen, no other sponsor would give you a pile of 
stuff to run your podcast. Yeah, you with. forgot that in television. You promised me, didn't you? Uh, no, it's not that I didn't it, it, forget the Intellivision. I'll edit it's, something into that, don't it's worry. That the, oh, I'm certain you will. <laughs> it's not that I didn't forget the Intellivision, it's that it's on the counter at home well, and what, I just forgot to pick it up. What else did you have to think about promoting a, a, a venue like this with 80 machines to move oh, around? Oh, apparently nothing. nothing. Apparently you just snap your fingers and it just happens. Yeah, yeah, Martin you comes know, around, picks just, them all up. Bish bosh like magic, that's kick your heels, it, you know, and there it is. Yeah, it's, just, it's magical. What happens is, in, in, in everybody else's world, right, what happens is, mythically, a truck arrives and yeah. somebody snaps their fingers like that. Yeah. Insert cue of magical little interlude sound, yeah. and all the machines just magically stack themselves on the truck. All working still. All working perfectly in about naught seconds. And when they arrive, still working. And, and hang on, polished. Yeah. And when they arrive at the other end, they just magically jump off the machine and get laid out in a space. Right? Yeah. And that is the. That is the visitor's view of what happens. Mm. In reality... Realistically, right, how okay. long did it take to plan? It's a, Well, planning planning started back somewhere about 7th of July last year. Yeah. When I talked to Phil, he said he started planning next year's one about three months ago. Yeah. yeah will there be an RGP presence there? Yes, there will. Oh, good. Yeah, so we've already said we're in. Excellent. Yeah. Um, we we would imagine that would be about the same kind of quantity. Mm-hmm. I don't think the hall can take much more. He wants to extend the. I think he wants to do more with the trader side a little bit more. Yeah. We've got CGC here this time. Mm-hmm. If that runs successfully this year, I'm, I'm guessing they they're going to run another championship next year. That's been yeah. fantastic for That's them. What we so. need. Yeah, I tell you what, I have thought of one complaint. It's yeah. not closer to my house. <laughs> ah. It took me eight hours to get. Well, here. okay. Well, next week then, what you need to do is you need to come across London to London. Uh, London Film and Comic Con. Mm. Where we'll have about thirty machines there, and there we're doing a we're doing a, a little segment in the gaming section. Oh, nice! For show, mas- for show masters in uh, in conjunction with replay. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so we're working with them down there. We've got about thirty machines that are going to be down there. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but obviously expect a Secrets. few. Expect a few film and TV tie-ins as you'd expect. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And if you look on the LFCC website, obviously there's I will. been a I'll bit of a, a press release for that. Yeah. For that. Cool. Um, now. That, so that's next weekend, which is the uh, is it 11th of 10th, 11th, 12th of July. Yeah, no, so I'll be on the 12th, I think. Cause I'm yeah, away I'm on going 11th. on the 12th as well. It's the Mrs. Mrs. 40th next weekend. Happy so. birthday, Carol! Uh-huh. So uh, other other people, including Andy, and other people are running that one, mm-hmm. and I'm taking a weekend off for once. Oh, nice. Um, that's right. Are you still going to attend? Have a look at the yes, machines. Yes, we're going to pop up on the Saturday. I but think. no fixing for you. Pleasure only. I'm under strict. Uh, the Mrs said that she's going to basically glue herself to my hand so I can't <laughs> run off fixing the things. joystick hand <laughs> excellent as she um, should that's, yeah, the so thing, that's the thing with you guys you, you don't have enough time to actually enjoy it no, hopefully you can I, look at these people enjoying themselves and get a big hit from that well funnily enough it's funny you should say that actually because I, get, I quite, get quite a buzz out of fixing them yeah and we all do when they actually yeah. you put some effort in and then the damn things work yeah, well, it's always know, nice you know I had something like 60 or so across the two apartments yes. that everybody knows about well obviously that's all moved to the unit and then I ended up bringing sort of 10, 12 machines back to the house that were yeah. not working Personal I've got a couple ones. of working ones as well I've got like a Tempest at home and a Battle Zone and Space Invaders and me Star Wars and that nice little lineup. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bit of a vector game thing going on there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, Keep well, it home so you can fix them. I well, suppose. expect a tempest to show up at one of the events shortly, probably oh, at Manchester. Nice bit of tempest, yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, pick one up to bulletproof and bring specifically, so other people can enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't see a lot of uh, colour vectors at shows. No. Well, we had we had Black Widow at Blackpool. 
Yeah. We had Black Widow. I love a bit of Black uh, Widow. Star Wars. Love a bit uh, of Star Wars. Asteroids Deluxe. Oh, yeah, cool. Asteroids originally a cabaret. Yeah. Um, we had the little battle zone there as well. I think that's all the vectors we had at that one. Um, wow, next time we'll collection. have all that plus t- uh, Black Widow. We're building a Space Duel as well kit oh, nice. to exchange on the Black Widow cab if we want to. Awesome. I quite like really Space Duel. Nice. Yeah, I, I do. I played it at Arcade Barn a few years ago. Yes, that's where I played. I think Greg Mott had one as well. Mm. Robot Greg, he had one. Oh, yeah, nice really love playing it. So color asteroids, and you can play two player, and the whole different modes and co-op modes and everything. I yeah. love the game. Oh, brilliant! Nice. So we've got, um, you know, we've got we've got ourselves into a kind of a, a pattern now of, of acquire, fix, putting uh, bullet you know test yeah. to destruction, and then put into service. And it's it's more about the fact that nobody gets to see these machines. Yeah, and if you go around. Obviously, we all will talk about it relentlessly. Everybody goes, you go to any of these arcades that still operate, and mm-hmm. we, I understand that from a business point, there's no money in those machines for yeah, those operators. And yeah. it's a real shame. If it was me, yeah, sure, I'd, have, I'd obviously have to have pushes and fruit machines and all that sort of thing. But I would have a corner, you know, with say 20 machines because Retro it's my corner, love yeah. and I would keep them going. But that's, and I wouldn't care about the profit side of that. I think all our stock would do that. Yeah. If I, if I I'm way, sure I'd a lot of people well. probably surged to it, but you've got to have something else to back it up with. Those machines yeah. on coin drop alone won't support yeah. anything for you. But you yeah. being like you are, a natural promoter. Yeah. You'd actually put on the retro games for your mates yeah. and their little parties and, and you know, the sort of stag parties I'd and prob- that sort of yeah, thing I'd probably as well. do it more in it's private parties. Yeah, in, in some of the ways, like we've, we've got plans for the unit venture. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Brackets yeah. still yet unnamed. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we, we need a competition for the naming of that place. We're going to have to do that. At the really looking forward to it. Any sort of solid date shit or are you still yeah. deciding? Okay, so let's, let's, let's do this. Go on. So, so, give it to me. Give so, for me, everybody. This wasn't going to be announced until this next week coming up, which is... What exclusive, we're awesome. Exclusive, exclusive. What date will now? So we're on the 5th, is it today? Yes. Yeah, so 6th. So it wasn't going to get announced until Tuesday, this, but I'll give, it, I'll give you the, the lowdown now. because it's probably get Tuesday anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. about to say, you're probably going to post this around about Tuesday, yes. aren't you? Yes. Okay. So by the time everybody hears this, probably on Tuesday the 9th, I yeah. think, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, sorry, yep. Tuesday the 8th of July. And I can tell you all that the official opening party come hell or high water is going to be August 30th, the Saturday. Excellent. Um, it'll go on the forums, yep. like it's done before. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has been specifically to the last one that was in February, yes. who's on our email database, mm-hmm. we will send you an email and tell you about it as well, as well as it go live on the forums. We do have a, still have a headcount restriction on the building. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I probably pushed it further than I really should when I had it at home and we had 94 at the last one. Yeah, it was a good laugh though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when everybody shot next door when I did the announcement. Yeah, I was playing, <laughs> I was playing karate champ at the time. I, I was worried about the floor actually a little bit. Mm. But hey, well, about the other thing, it's well built at that building. Um, the, we will only be able to still have between 80 and 100 there. Wow, it's a good It's number. a trade-off. We could have we could have 100 machines, or 120 machines in there easily, yeah. but only really have enough space for about 50 people to come. 
because of we'd have to cram them together. Yeah. What we wanted to do was always make sure there was plenty of place for people. The person to stand at a machine, you know, and at least single file to walk through. Yeah, the no bustling. Yeah. So about two two meters and a bit between each. Maybe a little bit of, you know, excuse me, cheers, get out of my way, mate. You know, yeah. oi, I'm trying to get to that machine. Uh, right up to uh, as far as I'm next. <laughs> yeah, put your 10 P's on the top there, ready. <laughs> I should give everybody virtual, like, markers, shouldn't I? Yeah, That's yeah. That's actually a little thing. I should get some little plastic things made. Yeah. Give everybody a couple of them at the beginning of the night. That's and say, right, thing. and that's your queue number for, for that machine. Because obviously we've got, idea, yeah. like, the big games that are there, like Outrun Deluxe, mm. which I know that I've got so many people going, I can't wait to play that, I can't wait to play yeah, that. busy games. I fix the same amp on it now so at least you get the full experience oh, um, awesome that music's brilliant we will have afterburner deluxe by that point as well a lot of deluxe machines going in this place yeah we're the to be fair and i want to be i don't want to sound like oh yeah well you know we've got loads of money because we haven't we we haven't it's just that simple mm-hmm. um these machines come up they are big machines other people struggle to find places to put them and it's yeah. not like some magical kind of um, trick happens and they just fall in our laps it doesn't we still have to negotiate with the sellers yeah. you know it's that simple so Andy you're Andy good did, at it though Andy did, a, Andy did a deal but I've got to be fair there are a number of people out there who haven't posted machines that we have had for sale but acquired Yep. that have gone direct to one of us and said, hey, I'm thinking about letting this go. The, the email always goes something like this. Hey, guys, how are you doing? You know I've got such and such a machine. I'm thinking about letting it go. And I know I, if I sell it, I, I really want other people to enjoy it. And stuff, and I literally like what you guys do. Have you any interest in, insert name of, Zerk, for instance. Uh, well, I remember doing a deal with you, actually, with you and, you and your mafia brother in, yeah. in, uh, in Podcast Cade. <laughs> Yeah. Um, stood either side of me whilst I was playing Mr. Do It Revival last year, and we literally did the deal whilst we were playing three games. Yeah, we accosted you. Yeah, so, you're having this Berserk then? Yeah. Hell yeah. Right, but the reason we sort of gave it up, because I love Berserk, and I'm sort of playing it now and thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't given this up now, but seeing how many people have been playing it today, it's well worth it. It's going to get a lot more play than it was sat in my garage doing nothing. And so I that's think, one of the I reasons. Think that's we let why you have we it. become a bit of a sale target for people. Yeah. There are some people think that we're, we're an easy wallet to extract money from, and we're not. Because, hey, you know, I don't mind saying that sometimes people offer us stuff and they say, well, yeah, I'd really love to take it, but I don't have X just on hand like that on a whim to, you know, unlike everybody else. Um, now, if you want to do a deal, and I give you like, so much now and so much in a couple of yeah. weeks, yeah, you're good for that. is that yeah. okay with you? You keep holding the machine until it's paid. Yeah. You know, then everybody's happy. Acquiring them, slowly, slowly catching monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got the, like I say, that, and that's how it, that's kind of how it evolves. Yeah, and you've accumulated a, a decent number of camps now, and a nice titles as well, I think. Yeah, and we're pleased to say as well that along the way, it's, it's, there's kind of a Twilight Zone style effect happens where you say, hey, wouldn't it be, re- we made a list, wouldn't it be really good if we had this machine? Just pick any random game that we don't have in. And what happens is one turns up, say, for sale on the forums Mm -hmm. or on eBay or through some other resource like we get to know A, B and C and they put us in touch with D and suddenly 
and the next thing you know, somebody else emails us. It's kind of like Twilight Zone effect. That it's like buses. Suddenly, <laughs> two or three get offered to you at once. Now we can't take everything, and we don't intend to either. But there are one or few, one or two games that we're really glad to have a couple of duplicates. So how many gorfs have you got now? I know uh, you're stockpiling gorfs. Uh, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. How, how reliable is gorf though? Will you need three to sort of uh, um, back up the other ones, maybe? No, there's two things that we want to do. Keep one at the arcade and one for going out to gigs. Actually, it's a little bit more sinister than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just want to dominate the world by owning every cab. Every gore, especially. Every gore, especially. No, every gore, every berserk, every centipede. No, we don't. Right, I'm going to tell this little tale now, and it's anecdotal only. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, everybody's going to, I hope everybody gets a giggle out of it, because it is tongue-in-cheek is the way I'm going to say this. Yeah. We're, we don't have an evil master plan. The reason we've got three... Aww. What we do, what we want to do is keep them out of the, and I'm going to swear here, I want to keep them out of the hands of the corporate who will just wreck this beautiful scene that we have. Mm-hmm. If you get some big PLC cottons on that these things, the idea of this is profitable. Yeah, in we know a few way, of those. Yeah, they yeah. will come along, buy up everything, right, run it into the ground, LCD it, throw out those monitors, well, they'll actually ship them into those places through WEEE, which then end up in... So you know, uh, all these third world areas. Yeah, yeah. And now you can't pick them up from the top, the dumps anymore. That's yeah. a, that's a completely that's different. That's killing project. us. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah I know you mean. Uh, well, it's all right because there's a few interesting points of law about giving up use of something when you dump it somewhere. By mm. the way, just in case, um, just go take it. Yeah. Because ultimately, they have no power to actually physically stop you from taking it back. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. <laughs> Our evil, evil plan is this: we see how popular these shows have become. Mm-hmm. I think um, by the people here and the happy faces I'm seeing, pretty good so far. We see how popular these shows have become. We see the number of people that are starting to turn up more and more and more. Mm -hmm. If you look at the size of the active part of the arcade collector community, you've got a couple of hundred people realistically. And we all know each other. Pretty much 99.99% of us get along with everybody. You know, and there's no real, no real major drama. Yeah, we'll right? help each other out. It's pretty good. No. What happens is that we all accept that we can reasonably access these machines that, that, that we're only now, we're a huge part of us going up. So, for example, golf. Let's let's take that as an example. Mm-hmm. So you want to play golf, right? You probably know two or three people who've got them yeah. that aren't too far away from where you live. If you're up north. You know that I've got one. You know there's one at the arcade, etc., etc. Imagine change parts of the society and imagine that you are somebody who doesn't know about the arcade collector community. Yeah. Doesn't know that you can actually buy these things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know anything about fixing, restoring, maintaining, etc., etc. You go to a show and you haven't seen Gorf in the wild for 34 years. Yeah. Right. And you want to play it, and there is a queue as long as a football pitch of people waiting to play that game. How disappointed are you when you can't get to the front of that queue or you spend all day, a bit like going to a theme park, to a roller coaster, for it then to break down when you're two people from the front of the line? Uh So that's part of the reason why, or the main reason actually why, we ended up getting three of them. It just fell the way that we were offered them. And we needed, and some of them came with spare boards, and that was another reason why we bought them all. Mm. In this case, of, well, this one actually comes with an extra spare board. Yeah. 
Oh, brilliant. Well, we'll tell you that. It's worth that for the spare board. Yeah, and yeah. we'll do the cabinet up and then and everything. Get them all working. We'll take them all to a show like Play Expo in Manchester this year. Mm-hmm. We're planning to have all three there. Right. All side by side. It's two things. It's a huge publicity thing for the machine themselves. I mean, ultimately, it's Bally, Bally Midway. And yeah. DNA. All right. DNA's defunct. Bally Midway's hardly anything. Right, but... Ultimately, it's advertisement of the game than us. It's not really like we're getting in on any of that. But if you've got these three, these three machines sitting next to each other, the chances are three people can play at once, and yeah, yeah. you can get through that. Now, little, uh, multiply that out by all the other classics out there as well, like Defender. All yeah. you need, and we've seen this happen at the other events. All you need is one person who's good at a game. Yeah. Right, and I can yeah. think of several forum friends of mine who were really good at Robotron, really good at Defender. Uh, kicker. Who were, <coughs> <coughs> Rust, <Rusty>. <coughs> Hey, me, uh, kicker, I okay, yeah. And we'll sit there, who have the capacity yeah. to play, play it. Yeah, play all day and all night. Yeah, to just play it and play it and play it and play it yeah. and play it. Now, that's a skill, and I adore the fact that these people have clocked that game to that point, but... Yeah have a bit of consideration for the general public because most of those people own those machines anyway yeah yeah absolutely have a bit of consideration for the general public who haven't seen or played that game in 30 years and want to play it on a real their entire experience of anything retro is either an emulator like MAME yeah realistically an emulator or Xbox something you know a coin op hacked onto Xbox yeah one of those things uh, I mean I tried there's, there's a Consoles and Xbox with coin ops, I think it's coin ops with Bosconia running on it at the front oh, of yeah. the event here, and it's awful to play. Oh, really? On the control pad, yeah, oh, awful. Yeah, yeah, I need four way. Yeah, don't Sorry, get me wrong, emulation's perfect on it, don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah. you know, but playing it on, on an Xbox pad is impossible. Oh, yeah. no, can't do Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm right handed with the stick because I was an Atari 2600 guy. Yeah. So I only ever learned to play with a joystick with the stick in the right hand and the thumb was the left hand. Yeah, and yeah. that was how I got my coordination locked in. Mm-hmm. So I need these, I need to be that way round. So I'm playing fire with the left hand. Ambidextrous controls yeah, for absolutely. the win. Yeah. So anyway, so getting back to the point, that's that's our evil plan, basically, to be able to show off. It's not that enough, evil. Enough machines. <laughs> really, is it? That people can really. Rel- it's quite good, actually. Yeah, reliably get a day. Yeah, that's now, nice. Yeah. Obviously, floor space is a huge thing. So when we come to somewhere like Newark, we can only bring so many. And Especially to... with the classic games as well. You're talking really the classics. Yeah. Like Space Invaders, your Pac Man, your Defenders, oh, your yeah. Corps. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Expect to see quite a number of Space Invader machines, Pac Man well, machines, and things like that. And we're we are going to dedicate a section. Play Expo in a very specific way to Uber Classics. Oh, so cool. the very, very early ones. I mean, we don't have stuff, I'll be honest here, to anybody who's listening, we don't have stuff that goes back down into the early 70s. It's uh, very, very. We should very, get a few. So like we would like to, but they are very difficult to maintain. Oh, I bet they are. They are a complete discipline all of their own. Yeah, you need someone who knows the 70s stuff. Yeah. And P-Man moved to America. He did, he did. <laughs> to send him over there. Uh, which is a real mind. shame, yeah. actually. Um, because just as I got to meet him finally, it was, that, was his, that was his yeah. final weekend in the, U- in the Went UK. Went to live in SoCal, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> yeah that's Lucky right. him, though. Yeah, well, I, I mess, we, we message each every now and again on Facebook. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I, I'm, on his, I'm on his friends list. and It's good to keep in touch with people who took the time, even... You know, to, to learn that hardware, and I'm I'm learning yeah. the, I'm learning the hardware uh, side of it. You're a general Mr. Fix-It nowadays, aren't you? Well, 
and again, I'll have to send you a few of my monitor chassis soon, I I am not a professional monitor repairer. You're pretty good. Uh, I'll have that. Please forward your urgent monitor chassis repairs to professional people because there is a lot of high voltage around and I don't guarantee that anything oh, that God I know yeah. about them is the absolute gospel. There's Gunblade out there, eric24.co.uk. Uh, if Craig was still doing it, I'd be saying no, down, Craig Walker yeah. as well, but he doesn't do monitor chassis oh, professionally anymore. Just Gunblade and ground. Sorry, last last time I heard a public announcement about it that was oh, okay so you never know for friends he might still do one or two because everybody will do yeah um, but I think you know as far as you know all the arcade enthusiasts on the phone I don't think he's doing them anymore which is oh, right. a real shame yeah now, it is I've learned to fix a lot of common faults and I had to send two GO7s this week to Grant and you yeah. know so anybody out there thinks that I'm trying to you know we get accused of oh well you must be trying to steal the business off this that and the other and we're no, not mainly for your own machines isn't it yeah I, I will get a monitor if them. I can spot the ob- I'm not going to be funny about it if I can spot the obvious fault like a wire loose or a cat that's blown up or a, a, a power supply section that's failing and it's in my means to within say an hour or so sort that out mm-hmm. just pure, purely through experience yeah. I'm going to do it yeah. now, the other week I had one on the bench and it came, there was a GL7, it had come to me as non-working, I fixed up what I thought was the wrong thing, the thing that was wrong, sorted out some dry joints, as you do, changed, the, changed one of the fuses out that had popped, which is why it had shut down. Yeah. I was expecting secondary faults anyway, I just didn't know what they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And powered it up, had my meter on it, B+, plus. everybody knows what B+, plus about, um, 92 volts, which is too low okay. for, for a GL7, you need about 120. So I, adjustment screwdriver, no, that's not adjusting. Okay, what can possibly be dragging that down? Something's dragging that power supply down. Went to get the manual off the shelf. Crackle, crackle, bang. (laughs) Right, smoke billowing out the middle Uh of it for a second. Only for a second or two. So Uh there's a cap gone or a chip or something like that. Uh, Flyback looks intact. Meters out. This is out of my... Yeah. Depth now. By the time and that happened to, to me, I did exactly the same thing. I it's out of my, and it's not that it scared me or anything like that, because electronics just go bang every now and again. You just yeah, got to be ready. Yeah. I was, I only wish. My regret was, I didn't have a camera set up behind me, because <laughs> even regardless of what went bang, I would have still liked to have captured it yeah. and shown people. Listen, this is what can happen. James goes on a bit about monitor repairs here, so I've spun him on a little bit. So we're we going to see some nice Nintendo cabs at the new arcade. Yes. Oh, Alex, be pleased. Excellent. Well, we have, a pun- we have the punch out and the super punch out that we bought off Alex. Yes, yes. So there's four. Cabs. He's in 20s. Yeah, oh right. yeah, two in the cab, isn't there? We, we have Rav's R-Type on loan from him. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah that's a good cab. That has an EZ20 in it. Not many of them around, is there? No, exactly. Um, what else do we have that's got EZ20s in it? We've got a Donkey Kong. Cool, cool right. game. Uh, and there's a couple. We, there's a Pac Mania turned up that had an EZ20 in it for some reason. Oh, well, that's about the native one. Yeah, K seven thousand or yeah, something like that. It's a later time. later issue game. Yeah, yeah, not um, Oh, we've got a we've got a Mario Brothers that's loaned to us as well. Oh, nice. Luke Earl. That's the one that's in here at the moment. Oh, I've played that. I'm gonna play that in a minute. Yeah, okay. That's got an EZ twenty. Yeah. With a few. Now, I changed the flyback in one. And you know how impossible they are. You've got to strip everything off. You've got to get them right out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I changed the flyback on. He goes on a bit more in depth about some repair he did on an EZ, another EZ monitor for his Nintendo lineup. Maybe we should get him together with the Broken Token guys. They uh, they do some deep dive repairs. I think, I think James would love that. Anyway, James, we need to get another pint in a minute and get back to gaming, I think. Absolutely. Well, I'll talk to a few more people here. Um, wonderful time so far. So next year you're going to be here again. 
Yeah, McCoy will as well, actually. We've been talking to, to Phil already. Yeah. Um, we've confirmed. He hasn't. I don't think he's named the date yet, has he, for next year? We've got a year yet, so we'll, we'll allow yeah. him that grace period, I suppose. <laughs> I, know he, I know he wanted to announce this weekend. Okay. Um, so... Well, I'll probably get to talk to him now if he's not too busy, actually. Hopefully he's uh, got a few minutes off as well, to have a yeah. nap to him as well. Well, if he, if he, we've said to him, yeah, we're in next year. The same cool. we have for some of the other events that we've already done this year. Excellent. You know, we've confirmed, it's not public yet for some of them, but we've said that, yeah, we want to be, in, we're quite happy to be involved if they want us involved. It's not that we're trying to yeah. be involved. If, if well, they, you're one of the biggest arcades, so why not? I think what people see is facilities, that, mate. So yeah, you might as well do I it, think what you? people see is that we have the, a collection that we can move in quantity, mm. and it's it's a single lift rather than a multi lift, and you're not running around trying to get say yeah, three cans everyone here, else, ten cans yeah, they can pull out sometimes, whatever. And, and it happens, and it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that I, I'm glad that we've managed to get where we are, mm-hmm. and it's great to be able. I just love seeing. I've always said this, I just love seeing the smile on everybody's face, especially yeah, all those people who don't normally get access to all this sort of stuff, don't get to play them because they're not seen anywhere else hardly. They'd have to travel to America to fun spot, yeah, realistically. Yeah. I think a lot of people are on a ball today. You see yeah. how, how or what's, especially what's young the, kids as well. What's the guy today? called on the Isle of Wight? I can't remember the name of the arcade. Arcadia. Arcadia on the Isle of Wight. He has a few retro machines. Mr. Booth. Yeah, I am planning a little trip there so if anybody about fancies coming along on a little arcade oh, road trip yeah. then we're planning on going there for maybe 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 say to stay for two nights or something like yeah, that I'd day Friday to Sunday yeah. um, we'll get in touch with the guy okay. um, Anthony you know Anthony Graham he, yes our cameraman yeah he he has actually been there and asked, he said he can get us a direct line to the guy obviously with I used to have his number actually I bought some machines of him before yeah. and the idea would be is well listen mate what we'd love to do is to come down and Spend some money at your place, have a little wander around the Isle of Wight as well. Yeah, nice but on the evening, how would you mind us basically paying you some money to basically just use the arcade? You know, Sounds good to me. You know, keep it, keep the machines on for us for yeah. an extra couple of hours. Because nice. normally you might shut up at I don't know whatever time, eight o'clock or yeah. something. Keep the place open until say ten, eleven. I mean, and and let us pump some money through. We could even have a bit of a fix order, order a pizza and fix or some of his like machines that. for him. Yeah. He's got a hey, few in maybe. the back room not working. Maybe, yeah, nice I believe. Going. Yeah, we, we know about one and we're, we're trying to negotiate for it. Cool. We, well, we've not they're... spoken to him yet, but we've spoken to Anthony and Excellent. we think there's one that might... Well, I've bought one of him fingers, before. Fingers crossed, might He's, be he's a good guy to deal with, actually, really nice bloke. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to gaming, shall we? Absolutely. Cool. Cheers, James. Thanks You're a welcome. lot. No problem. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at tenpencearcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences, or anything arcade-related you'd like to share.